episode will be the first annual horror Oscars episode with my friend and writer, Sonia Campbell. We go over the best and worst of last year's horror film lineup. We also talk about a few hidden gems that we're watching now. So I really hope you dig that. And um, after you're done with this episode, make sure you check out my fellow horsemen of the podcast apocalypse. Everything went black podcast into the necrosphere. The Necromaniacs podcast, Break the Apocalypse, Eyeless Manifestations, and the Soul Knox podcast. And once again, thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, um, please leave me a rating on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast at. And uh, I'd really appreciate that. So I uh, hope you enjoy this. Thank you. Right. Well, today on the podcast, uh, me and my friend Sonia are going to be talking about the horror Oscars. <laughs> yes. I think that's the best way to say right, the horror Oscars. But if you say it all in one word, like would be like horror Oscars, maybe. I don't horror know. Horror Oscars. I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, horror Oscars. Yeah, horror Oscars. Yeah, I like that. So <laughs> I want to know how to like title this episode and stuff once it's out. So that would be cool. <laughs> So uh, before we get started, like going into all that stuff, um, anything cool you've been watching lately that's like noteworthy? Um, you know, Last of Us is wrapped up, so I'm on to The Mandalorian. So I'm pretty basic in that sense. Um, I've been real busy lately, so I've actually had less time. I hate when people say they don't have time to watch movies and TV, but I'm being one of those people lately. Um, so <laughs> also a friend of mine turned me on to I think it's called Station Eleven on HBO. Uh, I haven't seen that one. It's another like um, apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic um, what happens, but it has like a Shakespearean acting troupe in it. It's weird. I don't know, <laughs> but I've been watching a bit of that. It's a mini series and I don't have to devote too much time to it. Um, and other so. than that, just a bunch of Instagram reels, which is a horrible waste of time, but that's my new late night hobby. Yeah, I have a issue with like Reddit and stuff. I go down like the rabbit rabbit hole stuff. Like, oh, I'm looking up uh, sci-fi or aliens or some shit like that, and you just go down that rabbit hole, and it's hard to get back out of it, you know. And I end up falling asleep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Have you ever looked up uh, the Reddit thread about like uh, something like Into the Matrix or something, or just like weird things that have happened to people that they can't explain? That's oh yeah, I think thread. yeah. You mean like I think it's like called Glitch in the Matrix or some shit yeah. like that. Exactly, yeah, that, the Matrix. That's a really good one. Yes, like oh, that's weird. And like you get you thinking all kinds of weird thoughts. Like maybe that's true. <laughs> like, I watched a I watched a video this morning with the former astronaut. I can't remember his name. He's an older fellow, but um, they were, they were asking him if he believed in aliens. He's like, uh, of course I believe in aliens. I look at one in the mirror every day. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> and so true. you know. Yeah. yeah, he's like, where where the aliens on this planet? I mean, have you 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 know about the Sumerians and stuff? Have you read any of their stuff? Like I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, okay, for stuff I've been. My cat what? is definitely my cat is definitely trying to get involved right now. So sorry. Do you hear weird? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> all all cats <laughs> and animals are welcome on the podcast, so it's no problem at all. Okay. <laughs> at least it's not live because she likes to show parts of her body that are explicit. <laughs> yeah, we can't be having that. This is a family orientated. <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a, a straw in my drink and she decided that was something to play with so i just gave her the straw yeah that, that's cats for you i tell you man they're getting everything like yeah. you can't keep nothing's sacred with cats you know right she was asleep all morning and now she's like okay i don't want to fuck with you 
You know, my uh, black cat Lily is under the bed right now, sleeping on top of a giant uh, triceratops like stuffed animal. She's claimed <laughs> as her own. So that's what she goes under and sleeps on. Like you see her for a second, she goes straight under bed and she's on top of that sleeping for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're crazy. But she also watches Joe Bob with me. So that's cool. She jumps on the couch and we always watch Joe Bob together when the season starts, you know. Oh, does she like him? She does. I think uh, I think she likes his voice. She has like uh, certain voices she likes. Like she's really a big fan of like Soundgarden and Chris Cornell, stuff oh, like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So rest in peace. I, I love that guy's voice, man. I've visited his grave at Hollywood Forever. It's very simple, but you know, makes oh, that's you feel cool. something. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks he died. It was one of the best voices ever, you know. But, you know, as we grow older, like, we're going to lose more of her, like, you know, heroes, I guess you would call them, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's only going to get downhill from here, Brandon. <laughs> I, I know, dude. I, I'm I'm going to be, I just, I know it's coming, but I know, like, you know, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold are, like, right there. You know, they're both old as shit. And I'm like, man, I don't want to see that day. Or like even Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, any of those guys from back in the day, like that's going to be so sad. Like there's such a big part of my childhood, you know. What about Dolph Lundgren? Oh, yeah. He's up there, too, man. He had some like the best fucking 90s movies ever, you know. I feel like it's impossible for him to die. Well, he's uh, he's like a Mensa guy, too. So he's probably on to some like, uh, I don't know, some life extension type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I also enjoy his version of The Punisher. I know it's cheesy, but uh, I did enjoy that version. Oh, I didn't see it. But, I mean, I, he, I could see it. You know, I could see him being a good Punisher. Yeah, there's a there's a soundbite that's used for a band called Biohazard and stuff in one of their songs. And it uh, starts off with one of the Punisher sayings in um, the Dolph Lundgren version. It's so fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> he has a cool voice. Yeah, he, he's awesome. Like. But yeah, like I was saying, like as we get older, more of them are going, and it's it's happening fast. So unfortunately, yeah. Um, have you um seen the M Night Shyamalan Apple show called Servant or The Servant? No, I haven't. Um, but oh. I heard about it. I forgot that I had Apple TV actually, because it's like, you know how you have to have like five different apps and remote controls and things on your phone to figure out how something works. Like that's the case with me and Apple TV. And so it's just a pain in the ass, but I need to like get back on there and watch that because I heard it's pretty good, right? Uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, I've been following since uh, season one and so on a uh, season four now it just started. I don't know how many episodes are up, but uh, it's okay. some of the best work M. Night Shyamalan's ever done, in my opinion. Well, his new film, I thought is his best one in years, Knock at the Cabin. Um, it like everything you like about M. Night that he does well is in this film, you know, like it made me feel like, all right, this guy's back. It's pretty fun and exciting and, and great actors in it too. He didn't have yeah, the ridiculous twist at the end. There's just a little one where you're like, okay, okay. You know, but he didn't make you go, Oh God, give me a break. <laughs> That's yeah. good to know. Cause I, I enjoyed the book. I read the, the book. I can't remember the author off the top of my head right now. Um, damn it, it's like right there. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I saw that it was based on a book and I thought, see, that's that's his sweet spot is like, don't write anything. Just take a story that's kind to you and just direct that. You know, I think that's where he gets in trouble is by writing stuff. <laughs> I don't know, you know, because I mean, his storytelling is like it, it's almost perfect until that third act. 
Right. And it's kind of just yeah. falls apart from there. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's just certain directors where I'm like, you know, just direct. You don't need to write. Get a writer to write. Just direct and you're good. Yeah. Just kind of stay, you know, do your job that you're really good at and let them do their job they're really good at, you know, and it makes something great. <laughs> yeah. And that, one of those people may or may not be on my worst uh, 2022 film. <laughs> yeah, as we might have the same person there. It, it could be the same film. I think it's got to be pretty close to being the same film because I mean, this is really, really bad, real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty bad, but it, well, I actually have a four-way tie. But um, it was, you know, it's like with with all of our you know, best, I only had one that really came to mind and stood out. No runner-ups. <laughs> but then with worst, I was like, man, there's like five. I didn't do too many runner-ups, but I got some like in my head that I can throw out there too that I, I wanted oh. to put on there that I didn't put on there. So. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, and I had an. Oh, and I'm not gonna give my other recommendation. Oh yeah, I, there's a film that came out recently <clears throat> that I liked that a lot of people fucking hate. Um, I think it's called The Outwaters. Yeah. Have you seen uh, that? I haven't seen it or heard of it. No. Okay, it's uh streaming now on uh. What's that freaking app that uh bloody disgusting owns now? Um, damn it. Uh, oh, Screenbox. Screenbox, yeah, it's uh-huh. on there right now. Okay. Um, yeah, it's called The Outwaters, and um, dude, I, I I enjoyed it, but a lot of people hate that movie. It's really divided, but um, I thought it was really cool. Um, it gets really fucked up towards the end. Uh, that's like a a recommendation I can give is The Outwaters. Like, I liked it. <laughs> is it like a, an one of the Screenbox's original content that's coming out, or? They just picked it up. Um, I think they just picked it up because it did a theater run and everything like that. So oh. I, don't think, I don't think they own it. You know what I mean? I just think it's on there for now. And, you know, they picked it up and stuff. So, yeah. You know, one movie that went completely under the radar. I don't know anyone else that's seen it, but I've recommended it. Um, like I saw it on Amazon Prime a year or two ago. Called, it's called Horror in the High Desert. And the, they actually just um, have a sequel coming out now. So there must be some other fans of the movie, but. You know, it's like super ultra low budget and it's in the woods, but like they, they just knew how to add certain elements to the film to make it eerie enough to where it sticks with you, you know, especially with some mm-hmm. of the sounds. Um, but it's like a I don't want to call it mockumentary, but it's a fake documentary. I like, I like that term better. It's not like it's mocking a documentary. Um, right. but, you know, in, a, in Blair Witch style, it, it goes out in the woods looking for some kind of uh, mythical thing. Um, but yeah, I would recommend that one. It's on Amazon. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think you sent me a message about that one when I had the uh, the virus going on and stuff. Okay. I, I felt so, I felt so shitty. I didn't want to really watch anything. I had to pay attention to like I, I couldn't. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I was watching you know just our favorite Seinfelds and then Frasier, but I, I couldn't like anything else put me in a bad mood where I was like I don't want to think. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not using my brain, so I'm gonna watch Seinfeld. And I'm watching The Office. Or I think I ended up watching some uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, too, because I love that show as well. But I couldn't, like, watch a whole movie. Like I no. Could, you know? It didn't feel good. Yeah. How long did you have it for? Um, Probably about a week. It, it, it came and gone. It, it came and, and was gone, like, really, really fast, you know? And huh. then I lost my taste and smell for, like, a few days after that. Right. And I'm pretty much, like, 98% back with my taste and all that stuff now. But everything's a little bit duller than what it used to be, you know? But it's almost there. Yeah. Fun. I had it two weeks, um, but I didn't really lose taste of smell or um, – or I didn't lose taste or smell for very long. It was just, like, 
while I was sick, but I did get like crazy anxiety the second week. Like, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It hits everybody differently. Yeah. It is different. So, for everyone. Yeah. Super weird. I'm like, man, what is this? Everything tastes like paste. <laughs> like when I was taking a shower, I could not smell anything. I'm like, I can't smell soap. I, there's nothing coming through. I'm like, this is so weird. You can do some like really funny, uh, like, uh, uh, dares. Well, watch me. Oh dance. yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what. <laughs> I tried to eat some, uh, I, I tried to eat some jalapenos or something like that. And, uh, all I could taste was heat. I couldn't taste them. It was like, this is this burning in my throat. I'm like, oh, this sucks. That's not fun. No. No. <laughs> Somebody recommended me to eat Takis and stuff. I'm like, I, I just can't do it. It's going to be straight heat and no flavor. It's going right. to like destroy my throat. I can't do it. <laughs> but I'm good now. Like I got, I, I don't have any like fatigue or anything. This is my normal fatigue from like working out and working and stuff, but I don't feel any different. So I guess that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, you don't have the long haul going on. Yeah, that's no, good. I don't have none of that. No, but as soon as I got back to work, I'm right back on a chainsaw again. My boss is like, "Oh, you should take it easy," and I'm like, "Well, I really can't because we're kind of understaffed, so I'm there with my chainsaw doing my thing or whatever." I'm like, back to normal, I guess. You know, you're fine. That's good. Yeah, I was kind of like out of breath. Like I went out to LA like a week or two after I was sick, and like walking around those hills, you know, it was just like, holy shit. I was totally like I couldn't breathe at the top of hills. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I had, I had a good friend too that um he had the virus and stuff and um he was like super fatigued for like months after you know and he also lost his smell and taste and stuff like that. So did he lose weight? Um, I don't know. I know I didn't. I still ate, but yeah. you know, even though I couldn't taste anything, I was still fucking hungry. Like I was making <laughs> eggs for myself and like I couldn't taste the eggs. I was like, I think this is supposed to taste like this. I was telling myself in my head, like you're like, okay, I think it tastes like <laughs> this, but it was so weird. I'm like, what the hell? But I'm yeah. so hungry. Yeah, see I didn't lose taste that bad, so I probably gained weight because I was like, I'm just gonna order from Grubhub. I feel terrible. <laughs> that, that's all we did was do like the order in stuff like uh mm-hmm. we use like the grocery ones we couldn't go anywhere so i'm like ordering oh, yeah. groceries online and then hoping they get everything right because sometimes they don't and that sucks i, <laughs> I use it every time i don't go grocery shopping i always use instacart but sometimes it works out in your favor where you just get like five packs of tortillas you know or something weird you're like okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who wanted yeah. all those tortillas but okay I hate the grocery store. Like Instacart's great. And usually when I, I do go to the store, it's on Sundays, super, super early, like seven in the morning. I go to Publix and stuff and I get there before all like the church people get out and before everybody else gets in there. Uh-huh. And it's just, I have everything memorized where I'm going and all that stuff. I'm like a machine in there. I'm like, get the fuck out of there. I fucking That's hate fun. it. So yeah. would your worst case in it, or your worst nightmare be like the mist where you're stuck in a grocery store with a bunch of assholes? Oh, that would be the fucking worst. Yeah, 100%. Like, anytime I'm stuck with a whole bunch of assholes, like, and I can't get out, that's the worst. That's like being on a cruise ship and I can't get off or something. Fuck Uh, that. That'd be terrible. Yeah, plane is bad enough, but, like, at sea, gross. But, yeah, Miss, you're in the the grocery store and people like Marsha Gay Harding acting crazy. And then there's a bunch of big-ass bugs outside. Like, which is worse? I don't know. Uh I think I think staying inside with the the crazy religious zealot is worse. I'm gonna take my chances outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of bugs, so I don't even know what I would do. I guess I'd hang out back in the storage where that like tentacle thing came in. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that seems to be the less occupied area. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, and that would that would totally be here because um, in South Carolina, where I live at and stuff, it's all super religious. There's churches every mile. Well, actually, every half a mile, there's a church. So you're pretty much going to get stuck with a, a religious nut job any in any kind of like horror movie situation around here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's always strange when I head out that way. Bible Bible Belt area. I'm always like, whoa, they still believe in all this stuff out here. Like, seriously, churches everywhere. It's almost like here. It's like mattress shops for some reason is everywhere, <laughs> but not so much churches. <laughs> yeah, we're the church capital of the world, I think. Uh, and then we have the snake churches. You know, we got those guys that go out there and like do all like the snake sermons. And you got the Pentecostals that do the speaking in tongues. I happened yeah. to be in one of those churches before. That was interesting. I stuck I out like, like a sore thumb. <laughs> I like seeing when people do like a like a voiceover of some kind of like music of those guys going nuts. It's so funny. Like oh, metal yeah. and they're going insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a good one out from uh what is that guy's name? He's that big crazy looking preacher guy that looks like a fucking demon. Um and I'm always posting like shit to him. Um damn it. Uh anyways, he does the same where it's like COVID COVID nineteen, I'll blow you away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay, I, I send you a link. I, I'm okay. having a uh, yeah brain thing there, but yeah, there's a somebody remixed everything he said there, made like a fucking uh, electronic song about it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can go ahead and start our uh, our horror Oscars. I think this is a great idea, by the way. This is awesome. Like, yeah, great idea. Yeah, I'm glad it kind of, you know, it just lines up with the current Oscars. Yeah, I, I, I never watched Oscars. Last time I watched the Oscars is back when uh, Billy Crystal used to host them, oh, so shit. if that tells you anything. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. I love all yeah. kinds of movies, and I can't help but watch what's, like, this year I thought, you know, I was like, oh, you know, these are pretty good. Like, all of the films are pretty good, so, except for the Fablemans, but, you know, it didn't win shit. Um, but I, I didn't mind, you know, um, and last year was super entertaining. You know why? Of course, everyone knows why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think I, I enjoy it for different reasons. Yeah. I like seeing like also that reminder of like the in memoriam. You're like, oh, no, that's right. Christy Alley died, you know. Oh, yeah. No shit. I You just reminded me about that. I forgot <laughs> yeah. she died. That's yeah. yeah. Wow. There's like 80 people you've never heard of. And then there'll be like one you're like, oh, no. Yeah, I, I did not see Tom Tom Sizemore up there, but Tom's. Oh yeah, that's right, because he recently passed away. He was a great actor. Yeah, he was for a long time, and then yeah, drugs, man. Yeah, yeah, drugs got him bad. Um, he, I think one of my favorite roles with Tom Sizemore was a. Uh, it wasn't. It was kind of a brief role, but it was kind of impactful. It was uh, taking out the dead with Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, yeah. God damn, that's a good movie. That's where Sizemore was at his best, you know, small but memorable, I think. Yeah, acting like crazy guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he played that role very well. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I guess uh, we'll start with you, and um, I have my list here. Okay, we'll go I'm from, so sure you know, like, in what order to do this in, because I feel like, you know, do we save, like, the best picture and screenplay for last and start kind of at the bottom? What do you think? Like, we yeah, can let's do that. Maybe. Let's start at like uh, best cinematography and work our way up to best picture. Okay. 
so and then with your like bonus stuff after all that like our worst picture and all that stuff you know okay we'll start with best cinematography great okay this yeah. one for me was so obvious and if you don't have the same one i don't know what to say brendan <laughs> <laughs> You might hear my cat crunching food in the background. That's okay. Um, That's fine. So, best cinematography goes to Nope, Hoyt Van Hoytema. Am I saying it right? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Is Hoyt Van Hoytema? Um, so I was, I saw this movie twice in the theater, and I was just sitting there like, how the hell did they do these nighttime shots? They look so crisp and clear and epic. And there, there's no, like, there's no way they lit this. What is going on? You know? And uh, mm-hmm. I asked friends of mine who are cinematographers and I asked, you know, the people I went with who are filmmakers and they were like, I'm not really sure if it's night day for night or whatever. They don't, they didn't know either. You know, and I certainly don't know anything about um, all of the, the technical aspects. So I looked it up and um, found out it was quite a brown, a groundbreaking techniques that they that the cinematographer and his team used. Um, so, you know, like, did you see Nope? I did, and I re- it was on my top ten of last year. I think it was, like, number three or something. I, I love Nope. Okay, great. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about with these, like, giant, big field, open field, nighttime shots. Yeah. Um, and I, I looked up like how they did it, and it's really impressive. Like basically, the DP designed a rig um, that housed a Panavision 65, which is a film camera, right, mm. and an Alexa 65, which is a modded infrared digital camera that he positioned below the film camera and pointed it toward the line of sight where the film camera um, at a mirror. So like, there's two images that could be positioned and aligned at the exact same point of view. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane. Huge film camera, 65, and then this infrared shooting the same thing at the same time through a mirror. Um, wow. And then he would overlay the two images in post. So, like, I guess he did something similar in Ad Astra. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was he was saying that, like, um, he purchased two decommissioned 3D stereo camera rigs <laughs> and then wow. ma- mounted the two cameras. Um so, yeah, the one specialized to capture infrared and the other uh, film camera. And he says instead of lining up the cameras for 3D parallax, they found a new way to align them so that both cameras were shooting the exact same image. So, yeah, that's basically it. They overlay them perfectly later in post-production. So, like, that's how they got that insanely beautiful nighttime looking nighttime shots um, at night, filmed at night. I thought for sure they filmed it all in the day and just, like, did it in post to make it look like night, but no. So that's pretty amazing, oh. you know, like when people are that innovative and like thinking outside of the box and, you know, wanting to do something that that will will be like kind of the first time someone's ever done anything like this. Like you really notice it and it makes a huge difference in film in the film and like what you remember from it. So, yeah. Right. Best cinematography. Wow. What do you got? Yeah. How are you going to top that? Uh, I don't know if I can top that, but Nope <laughs> was also in the running for this one that I chose here. But in uh-huh. the end, I chose this film because I, I don't know. I, 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 but I do like Nope. Nope was like one of my favorite films of last year. And I just the creature in that film is fucking mind blowing, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and terrifying. But my uh, best cinematography uh, category award goes to Bones and All. Oh, you Have know, you what? that. Yes, 
I saw it in the theater. That's an that's a good selection. That's a, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, the cinematographer, I I'm gonna butcher the shit out of the name, and I'm sorry. I'm I don't even know if I can even butcher. I'm gonna at least try, I guess. Uh, uh-huh. Arsenia Kakachaturan, maybe. That doesn't <laughs> sound so bad. Yeah, it's, let me look uh, up. It's a bit of a tongue too. tie. But okay. yeah, uh, what's Arsini. that? Arsini. Arsini. There you go. That sounds better. A lot better than what I said there. So yeah, now we can do them some justice. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautifully shot film. Yeah. It is, and it, what it reminded me of is like uh, when it was like really dark uh, '90s films. It had that like kind of film grain to it and stuff, and like with the big like, what's that? I said, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely it just felt like you know one of those really cool 90s films and uh right and the way like you know the big like um panoramic shots everything felt really big yeah. and open and stuff like that being that it is a damn travel movie anyways but um right i think right. they nailed it and it it's, was dark too you know like it had like a nastiness to it almost like um uh, texas chainsaw massacre feel to it you know what i mean right there's a grit to it it, it reminded me of uh near dark in a way um, maybe oh, yeah, I can see the storyline, but the, the nighttime shots did. But yeah, I love the, those shots out on the field, like right there at Magic Hour is beautiful. The, and the way that the shots were framed. Yeah, that's a great that's a great selection. And the horrible thing is I would have made my top 10 list of last year, but I didn't see it till like January because I, I don't think it came to Amazon until like January and I didn't go to the theaters to see it. And I'm like, damn yeah. it. So yeah, I kind of yeah. retroactively put that on my list for last year because it's that damn good. You know what? That re- makes me realize who I should have chosen for best actor, and I fucked up. But he w- it would have been supporting actor. But um, Mark Rylance was so good in that film. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Sully, oh, he was great. Yeah, Sully was creepy as fuck. <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Oh, Sully. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. when he comes back towards the end, like you think, oh, I guess Sully's gone. You know, he's gonna go yeah. chase somebody else down. No, he's back, and he's uh, even more terrifying. It was even worse because you're like, oh, he's not so bad. Why does she distrust him? She's being kind of a jerk. And then he comes back like, "Okay, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I will say that film had a really strange shot. My friend and I were sitting in the theater. We just looked at each other like, what the fuck? Um, So spoiler alert. um, But towards the first half or the first act in the film where um, she does meet Sully for the first time and then, you know, finds him eating an old lady and, um, she joins in, but then she's kind of freaked out about it. The lead character. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's this scene where she's just crying and just like full blown snot comes out of her nose, just dangles there. Yeah. It was like, well, I might, I might've maybe not chosen that take. <laughs> I don't know. It's real snot, but Hey, if I ever, if I ever meet, um, who was it? Uh, Luca. Mm. Um, uh, here's another fun name to try to pronounce. Luca Guadagnino. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try to touch uh, um, that one. <laughs> Guadagnino. Um, yeah, I would ask him about that. What's up with the snot shot? He would know exactly what I'm talking about. They're keeping it real. That's what they're doing there. <laughs> 100% real. Like, oh, we're going to keep that? Yeah, that's that's emotion there. The snot's coming out and everything. Like, yeah, keeping that. <laughs> it was gnarly. All right. The next category is, I think, is the Ooh. funnest category. It's going to be the best villain. Best, best villain. villain. Yeah. All right. This, for me, was a pretty easy call because 
when he set it up. I had a nightmare recently where this villain was in it and I was truly scared. And I woke up realizing like, oh shit, like legit scared. So terrifier too, Art the Clown. Best Same here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I honestly think he's scarier than Freddy, Jason or Chucky for sure. You know, if we're going to put him in the kind of that category of like costumes and bad guys or whatever. Um, and I am not even afraid of clowns. I have no, like when I was a kid, I had this weird ass, like four foot long crocheted clown that I called Jolly Joe. And I would hang him like in the corner of my room. Just look like that clown from Poltergeist. I like clowns. Oh, yeah. I like yeah, me too. creepy porcelain doll clowns that are like in the savers and thrift shops that are like an inch tall, you know? Mm-hmm. I like all, I like clowns. But, um, I don't even feel like it's that the clown thing is part of the scariness for me. It's just because he's completely deranged and has no issues whatsoever with doing the worst of the worst to a person. Like no qualms. There's no writer there that's giving him, you know, I guess Damien Leone is not filtering the shit that Art is doing. Okay. (laughs) Like I just feel he's more on level with like a leather face and pinhead in terms of what he's capable of doing. So um, yeah, he just, he has that purely evil look, that presence, like people just enjoy watching him on the screen. Um, and like, just, it feels exciting. Like if you ever see someone like cosplaying him at a horror convention, you're just like, oh God, he looks so crazy. And it's just like a dude walking around with like a Pepsi cup, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's still scary. <laughs> but yeah, I feel he's the best villain because he just has no mercy and he doesn't hold back. And he just is like, that is terrifying. 100% agree with that, and that's also my best villain, Art the Clown, played uh-huh. by the great David Howard Thornton, mm-hmm. who is the nicest fucking dude ever. I got <laughs> to talk to him uh, last year, the year before last. I mean, he is the <laughs> nicest dude, playing like one of the most like heinous yeah. fucking villains ever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's insane, like how he can transform himself into that. Because, like you said, Art the Clown had there's no like there's no sense of humanity there. There's nothing you can really sympathize with. He's just straight like. He is, a, you know, he's murder on on two legs, pretty much. You right. know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I love that. And like, and we need that because we don't really have any like cool like horror icons since like I think what was what I don't even know what the last one was. I kind of yeah. I kind of accept Chrome Skull as our last one, but you, you know that was <laughs> a long time ago. And I, I really enjoyed the late to rest movies, and I thought Chrome Skull was gonna be like an awesome villain for the you know new generation, but uh, we haven't really had anything since then, so. Yeah, it's Art the Clown for sure. I know what you mean. Yeah, like where it was just like, you know, um, Damien Leon knows what he's doing with ha- with a really taking something iconic, making something iconic, you know, like horror film fans, a lot of us are really simple minded. It's just kind of like the movie doesn't have to be great. But if I remember that character and I want to like put that character on a shirt and walk around like I like this, <laughs> yeah. it becomes this cult status thing, you know. And yeah. um, with the art, so, you you don't forget art. <laughs> the violence alone exactly. right there is like it's yeah. etched inside of you. People getting tattoos of the guy. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And I'm like, finally, another horror icon. We have somebody we can look forward to in another, you know, another sequel or whatever. That's not Michael Myers. Right. It's not Chucky, you know, which I still, yeah. you know, I, I still love all that stuff. It's all, you know, that's what I grew sure. up with. But, you know, it's nice to have like a fresh breath of air. And yeah. I think that's what art is, you know. Right. I'm a big, I'm a big um, 80s horror fan. And so to see that now is so cool to have an icon. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it kind of like crushes a lot of these uh like zombie movies, you know, because they're, they're, the big trend on zombies is like I'm so burned out on just like regular zombie movies and stuff like that, yeah. or just like oh you know oh it's an actual just a regular killer guy. It's a pretty much a serial <laughs> killer. There's no like supernatural element to it. There's nothing really you know yeah. like fantastic about it. But you know with the Terrifier films, there's there's supernatural elements there. Like he's definitely not a human. I mean. Came back from a gunshot to the head and everything else. He's not human, so right. there's like there's like a cool lore behind all that, you know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's just down and dirty. Yeah. I um, like good simplified horror sometimes, you know. Me too. So yeah, that's a uh, that's my choice of best villain, and um, yeah, I can't wait till the third one comes out, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's gonna be great, and hopefully they kind of like go a little bit more on the backstory, which I think they will, like you know, kind of explain a little bit more things. But if they don't, that's fine too, because it keeps them like, you know, just a fucking killing machine, you know, with no reason, just you know, the Terminator yeah. like horror, you know. So I wonder if that little girl will be around too. I think so. From what I was yeah. when I was reading stuff, I think she's gonna play another part in the third movie and stuff. So pretty sure I'm I, gonna see little girls dress like her at like the next monster monster paloozas, and st- so that'll be cute. Oh yeah, and definitely this Halloween coming up, you know, you can see kids dressed up like that and stuff. So yeah, you got, you got so many arts right now. Dress up, you know, people dress up as Art the uh-huh. Clown. You know, that's gonna follow suit with that. So and they all look scary. I'm always like, okay, that's good. Oh, that looks good. <laughs> I I think to me it's something about the nose and the blacked out teeth. I think oh, that's yeah. what kind of you know it's like that's not a normal looking clown look you know with the big <laughs> pointy nose and stuff like there's something <laughs> like, like real sinister about that. Yeah, true. Like a witch feel to it or like maybe a a troll or something you know it's not yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I remember the, the first one. I just it was like word of mouth and then I was like oh, let me check this out and I, I was like okay nothing is like happening but for some reason I'm really disturbed like. Just the idea of sitting in that like like pizza place or whatever it was, and that dude just—I I would not. I would be like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hungry. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the I'm right move. Selfies with him? No. Just that stare, you know. He's just sitting there staring at yes. you. How creepy is that? Like not saying a fucking thing, just sitting there and then smiling at you too. Like that's a big thing that gets me. Like people right. just randomly smile at you. I'm like that's fucking creepy, this- man. You know, when you go to a haunted house and like someone tries to do, they're like super in character and they try to freak you out by doing shit like that. And you're just like, all right, get out of my face. You're annoying. But yeah. like him, it would be like, um, <laughs> definitely don't think this is fake. <laughs> yeah, he would have. I think Art the Clown would have worked out well in that movie Haunt. Have you seen Haunt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love that fucking movie. I think yeah, he he would fit right along with those other uh, interesting characters in that one. You know. <laughs> yeah, I want to see more like some cross art films. <laughs> art versus Freddy. <laughs> uh, that would just make me feel like Freddy was lame. <laughs> yeah. I want to feel that way. <laughs> I think we'll, we would probably get an Art versus uh, Michael Myers. That would be something interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Art would might fuck him up though. You know. I yeah, exactly. That'd be too fun. fast. <laughs> what about Art versus Chucky? He just punts him across. Oh yeah. The one time you <laughs> see Chucky die, <laughs> like legit die. I, I'd watch that. <laughs> That'd be interesting. 
art versus leprechaun or art versus wishmaster kind of be more in the, <laughs> the realm there because they're kind of like you know in that kind of weird oh, category i guess Wishmaster versus leprechaun hmm. yeah i've always wanted that movie that was supposed to happen <laughs> i think they did a comic with wishmaster versus leprechaun or something back in the day yeah, that's amazing I, yeah, I've always been a fan of Wishmaster, and I, I like Leprechaun. I think he's cool. Hey, even the sequels are good, and like they're just he's fucking creepy. fun movies. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. He's pretty creepy. Yes, especially that first movie. God damn! Like, there's a scene like people use as a gift now, where he's like sitting in like his doorway, and he's just sitting there like moving his leg around and stuff, and like, oh, yeah. man, that's creepy as shit. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Imagine waking up, you get a Leprechaun like grabbing hold of your leg or something. Like, man, that that's horrible. Oh. That's- <laughs> I'd want to see. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next category is best hair and makeup. Best hair and makeup. All right. So I chose Mother from Barbarian. Oh, nice. And okay. Yeah. So Mother was played by this like actually really attractive actor named Matthew Patrick Davis. So he's like mid forties, six foot eight, and like 170 mm-hmm. pounds. So, like, this guy can play a freakish character, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, like, really cool. Like, um, obviously, it's practical. So they, they did a good um, design. And then, um, like, the film was shot in, or at least the effects makeup, the, the portion of the film showcasing Mother was shot in Bulgaria. And there was a team out there that, um, that did his prosthetics. Um, but, yeah, like he was talking about, I read a a short interview and he was saying that it's the look of mother consisted of a headpiece with a wig attached and then the facial prosthetics, but his nose and his mouth is his. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the effects team used false teeth to push his mouth out and change the shape of his face. And then they use like body pain scars and made him just like, look overall pale and covered in dirt, Um, which movie dirt he's talking about how he could never get it out of, from underneath his toenails it's funny because it is really hard to get movie dirt off <laughs> you're just dirty for like a month um and then he had like contact lenses and then um and then he said that a tweak was suggested by doug jones to change the color of his eyes so that helped you know i think they were kind of like a yellowy color uh-huh. um and then they said that some of the prosthetics were more problematic um like you know he had these big National Geographic, is that the right? I'm not going to say that. Pendulous breasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> and, quote, a weird Merkin thing that covered the front of my crotch. Gotta love Merkins. I love yeah, the word gotta Merkin. love Merkins. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's just cool that they had, like, a whole team doing these really um, awesome-looking prosthetics. I mean, I... It just, it's old school, you know what I mean? Like, it looked good, um, and it, it seemed like, uh, it just took me back to, like, more of, like, an 80s, 90s look with the, like, full-blown prosthetic body, um, and then an actor who was able to bring it out, you know? So, that's what I went with. That's a great choice, and that same uh, mother is also going to play a role in one of my other categories, but not not the hair and makeup one, but because I, I love Barbarian, I thought and Mother's fucking yeah. brutal. So yeah. Yeah, it was a strange. It was a strange film. Kind of came out of nowhere, and I was like, huh, that was pretty. It's like two films in one, and didn't go where yeah. I thought it was gonna go. 
Nope, and I love that. I didn't watch any trailers for it because uh, some of my friends saw it and like, yeah. dude, don't watch anything about it. Just go in super blind, and I like doing that anyway, so I did. Like that first half and that second half are like, like I said, two different movies there. Yeah. And man, it, it gets, just goes fucking like a downward spiral into like fucking hell, you know, that second yeah. half. It's like, whoa, dude, where'd that come from? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Um, I went in blind too. That's the best way. <laughs> yeah. Trailers reveal so much stuff nowadays, especially these long trailers they throw out there. I'm like, all right, you know, you're giving me all the best stuff. Exactly. I don't want to see the whole film. No. Uh, one trailer I keep seeing and I'm like every time I see it I do get super stoked is Evil Dead Rise like that is it, it's going to be good. I can just tell. I'm like unless yeah, all their early have, reviews are saying it's great. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Cuz I was like mm. unless they picked like excellent scenes only for the trailer, there's no way this is not going to be good. It just looks amazing. Yeah. So I'm I'm stoked. I'm really excited that that whole you know, that Evil Dead, there's nothing bad going on with it. You know, like there hasn't been a turd yet. No, that's yeah. true. Because that last one was great. I went to the yeah. theater to see the last one. Like, uh, what was it? The turkey cutting scene or whatever. When she's cutting her arm off with like the turkey so cutter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody was like screaming. I'm like, this is awesome. It's all like practical. There's blood everywhere. I'm like, this is this is great. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that one? That was like, you're talking about the one that was 2013. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Like. Um, yeah, it's Fede Alvarez. Yeah, there you go. I was trying yeah. to think of the name while you're talking. I was like, well, I can't fucking remember that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed the TV show as well. The uh, yeah. Evil Dead TV. I thought that was fucking great. I have it all on like Blu-ray and stuff just because I liked it so much. Yeah, I guess, you know, as long as Raimi is involved, it's not going to be fucked up. So, yeah, everything's just been awesome. So. Yeah, I'm I'm totally stoked. I like that it's just like a new story, but has a lot of the same kind of elements in there, like that creepy ass voice. I was like, ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. really excited about that one. I have to wait another month or so, I think. Also, I hear that uh, Bruce Campbell is hinting at a uh, Evil Dead cartoon. Oh, that might be something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he mentioned it on the last uh, postmortem with Mick Garris because he had uh, he had him as a guest. I was like, oh, that's fucking great, fucking oh, okay. Bruce Campbell. I listen to him talk anytime, you know. So <laughs> right. it's a really great episode. Yeah, he's just an entertaining dude. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so uh, my best hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. I just went pretty broad with this one, and um, I chose Pearl. Oh, okay. Just because, you know, if I'm looking at like the hair and makeup type stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I thought I thought they nailed like the old school look and everything and all like the the bright makeups and the colors and stuff, you know. And, you know, until it gets gruesome towards like the end, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. even that looked cool. Like, I thought they did a really good job of with um, portraying like the uh, the time and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I didn't see Pearl because I was not a fan of uh, X. Ah. Um, but I heard Pearl was way better. Um, I just am, like kind of over it. Like I'm just like maybe in a year from now I'll be good with seeing Mia Goth naked again. I don't know. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> I'm yeah. just tired of it, man. And so I haven't watched Pearl yet, but I plan to. But I could totally see like the I like um, makeup that you know is era makeup and they do it well. So, but yeah. I will say too with Pearl, I liked X. X was like one of my top from last year, but um. Pearl's like a totally different feel to it. Like it's more, it's it's almost there's musical elements to it and stuff. Like it throws you for a loop. I'm like this is nothing like X, but it's really good. I enjoyed it. You know. 
I appreciate that Ty West is like, oh, I'm just going to do what I want now. Is that cool? And everyone's like, yep. Like, that's great. Yeah. And I like he's doing shit that other people aren't really doing right now. He's kind of doing, like he said, he's doing his own thing. Like, fuck it. I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. And also with X, I think X was more Texas Chainsaw Massacre than the fucking new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie <laughs> that came out on that's Netflix. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a, I was sitting there uncomfortable, just like, why am I watching like porn with a bunch of people in a theater? And oh yeah, I could totally see that. I watched it at home, so I I could totally uh, get that. I'd be like watching like one of those type of movies with your parents when you were a kid, you know, and you uh, just feel fucking weird the whole time. So, like, oh god damn it! What's the most embarrassing <laughs> film you've ever seen with a parent? Like you didn't realize it was going to be. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I think cause we went to theaters to see this when I was a kid. Um, I think Bram Stoker's Dracula because it has some pretty like intense, like kind of hardcore scenes, like with the werewolf stuff, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. With I, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, but I'm sure there's more than that. I just uh, recall which one exactly, you know, that really impacted me as a kid with my parents there. I don't know, but pretty much anything that had nudity in it. Like if it would pop up, I'm like, oh, I feel all weird and all watching this with y'all, you know. I still do to this day, man. It's just like, I don't, there was some movie I put on, like, it was my mom and her boyfriend and I was at their, his, uh, her house. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch like some like really lighthearted, easygoing film uh with uh with the two of them sitting there no big deal mm-hmm. i put on trading places mm-hmm. and it's like you know this whole scene with jamie lee curtis like topless and she's she's pretty like well built so it was awkward as fuck i was like i don't remember this scene <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was gonna be like wholesome and i'm like whoops and we're just sitting there like uh Look, where do we look? Um, but the most awkward film is like a whole different list, right? Is probably Autofocus that I watched with my mom. I don't oh, know if I've seen that one. Oh boy, yeah, it was it was pretty tough. It was about um, uh, Robert Crane and mm-hmm. has Willem Dafoe and Greg Kinnear. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, they got into Rough, some like, eh? pretty heavy sex addict shit. Uh-huh. And my mom and I just sat there and watched the whole thing. And I, I was like hiding my head behind a pillow. It was just interesting. <laughs> Such a good movie, though. <laughs> I, I got a challenge for you. Why don't you watch um, Titan or is it Titan or Titan? Yeah. With, uh, yeah, that yeah, that would be a horrible one to watch with your parents. Holy my shit. My mom would get bored <laughs> as hell. She wouldn't sit still for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or irreversible. Or crash. Or crash. Yeah, irreversible, too. Irreversible. Oh, man. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. Just that one scene, like, over and over again. Yeah, that's, like, one of the, supposedly one of the most shocking scenes on any movie still, like, to this day. You know what's crazy? Like, I heard about it, and I heard how bad it it was, you know, in in terms of, like, how hard it is to watch and and had that, like, an audience walked out and all of that. And I watched it, and the scene comes up, and I consider myself, like, you know, I I can handle a lot, you know? And I'm like, this is Mm -hmm. art. So I'm watching it, and I'm just like... Yeah, uh, it goes on so long that at one point I was like, I felt so uncomfortable. Like, should I stop the movie? Should I put forward through this? What do I do? And I just went ahead and powered through because I was just like, oh, I don't, I'm just going to keep watching. Like, this is making me feel so awful. But I got to say, when you finish the film, you realize why it had to be that way. And you're like, 
Right. This is wh- why that decision was made. And yeah, it's incredibly effective for the, uh, you know, the emotional impact of the movie. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah, yeah. That, that definitely was a rough watch, but you know, it had reasoning and stuff. But oh. um, when it comes to like, the like roughest watch I've ever had, and I, I've watched everything. Nothing bothers me. I'm good. But when it comes to like animal killing, that does bother me. So uh, Gummo is like the worst for me. Gummo is a great fucking movie, but I will never watch it again. I started watching The Innocents, and they have some cat. As soon as that cat stuff came oh, up, God, I was like, no. yeah. I didn't finish it. I was like, fuck this movie, dude. Especially little kids doing that shit. I just wanted yeah. to jump in the movie and fucking just, oh. I couldn't handle it, dude. I was like, I didn't know that was coming. They just kind of came like, I'm like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Zero stars. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I agree. Uh. Like anything like that's why like John Wick and like pig are so effective. Cause you're like, I need to see some revenge. (laughs) Yeah. I need to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm right there with you with animals. Like, I totally was rooting for Cujo and Jaws, you know, like yep. Cocaine Bear. They're they're the good ones. Like they don't know <laughs> like any better, you know. Like they're acting on instinct. There's nothing evil about an animal. Period. Yeah, animals are just, you know, like I say, going off their instinct. There's no like they don't mean to like do you harm just to do you harm. They're fucking animals, you know. So there's no right or wrong with an animal. It just no. is. Yep. Yeah. That's why they, I, they're so, innocent. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that brings back memories there. That damn fucking The Innocence movie. Fuck. Yeah, that uh, scene there. It's like, God damn it, man. I was, yeah. I was like one of my Saturday movies. I was I was watching that movie like Saturday morning or something. I'm like, oh, this looks great. I hear good really? things. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm like, man. And I finished it. I, I felt like shit the whole day. I felt like shit the whole day. And I couldn't finish it. And I was angry. And then I was like, I need to make sure that cat's okay. And I like looked it up. <laughs> Till I till I found the quote that said the cat was okay, you know, just because I know it is, but I I just couldn't take it, you know. <laughs> right. Like looking up the dog from John Wick, like is it okay? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Let's like rid- Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, they killed animals, so like that wasn't cool, <laughs> you know. Ugh, yeah. 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 Gotta look that shit up sometimes. And back yep. in the day on those old like Western movies, they'd fucking trip the horses with wire, you know. I know. I know. It's the awful. Fuck? Yeah. yeah, there's even some films and, and series that still get away with that shit. You know, if you don't uh, see that, that logo at the end that it, that it was approved by, you know, um, what is it called? Like, no animals are harmed. Um, you don't see that, you know, it's kind of like, oh, shit. There's been stuff I've seen, like, in the past 10 years where I'm like, there's no way that that was OK, you know. Mm. But mm. yeah, that's fucked up. I don't mind violence towards people because, you know, it's people. But when it comes to animals, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I realized that the other day, um, like if some vagrant is crossing the street in front of me in the middle of the road, I, I almost like speed up to tell them, like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. But then like the other day, a coyote started crossing the street and I was like, oh, everybody stop. Like turn my hazards on and like stopped in the middle of the street and flashed my lights. Do not hit that coyote. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. I would be the same way. I, I'm like that with it. We have these Canadian geese in our neighborhood and they're all over fucking place. And I just, I stop in the middle of the road and let them cross. I yeah. won't even let like a hobo cross the road pretty much. Like, so I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm coming at you. Get the fuck out the road. Dude. You know better. Get out the road. These are they fucking exactly. animals. They don't know any better, you know? Go to the crosswalk. It's literally 20 feet up the street, you dick. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if you're drunk on a bicycle, that's your problem, you know. Uh, <laughs> Get out the road. <laughs> he's running for his life. You are running yeah. across the street with your Taco Bell. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm coming at you full blast. <laughs> um, All right. So our, our next category, I, I bet we're gonna be tied on this one too. I'm pretty sure. But uh, the next so. one is best effects. This to me was no contest. We'll see. But I chose Megan. Oh wow, that was, yeah, you that you Did totally you got me on that one. No, okay. didn't get that one. Because like when you're watching it, it's a similar it's similar to the Nope cinematography where I was just like, how did they do this? This is weird because it's I was like it's not CG, but it does not look real, and I couldn't understand how they pulled that off. You know, so I really was intrigued, and I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, so I read up on it also, and uh, I love that the director said that he didn't that uh, they wanted to do something practical from the start that didn't rely on CG. Like I'm not anti CG. I think that you should use it in um, the right amounts for the right things, and it, uh, right. like to to do it like a combination is cool. But like I was reading that it would have co- it would have been like quadruple the budget if they would have tried to pull this off in all CG with Megan. Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought this was such a great example of why practical always looks so much better. And it's cheaper, so I don't even understand why you would not do practical. Like, it makes no sense. Um, Because, I mean, if you get a great team, you know, to innovate and design what your vision is, it's totally, like, it's always going to look better on screen 100% of the time. Right. Um, but from what I was reading, they actually switched between um, several life-size Megans, um, including an animatronic version of um, puppet versions uh, and posable and stunt Megans, as well as a child actor who played uh, Megan with the mask on. Like, you know, like dance scenes are the child yeah. actor. But they switched. They were able to, like, you know, switch up those different versions of her so well in the film that it was seamless. So mm-hmm. it was just like, holy shit, you know, um, like I was reading that they um, they for any of like the medium shots, that's when they would use the puppet, you know. Um, okay. So but yeah, just utilizing a combination of animatronics, puppetry, visual effects and a real child actor just made it so like cool looking. Um, you know, they even like didn't have a chance to like rehearse with the child actor. So they were figuring it all out all on set and and like mm-hmm. they just did such a cool a great job of of um of making the most use out of these like practical things and a real act and a real actor you know um so i was blown away by by the um just how weird it was like this she looked like cg but not she was not <laughs> and that was yeah. amazing. i've never seen anything like it so yeah definitely best effects for me that's a good choice. I didn't even think about that. And um, yeah, Megan was a big surprise for me because I wouldn't go, you know, it, it came so on like good. Peacock or something. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a chance up here. I've heard mixed things about it, but I was like, oh, this is actually pretty damn good. It is really good. I went and saw it in the theater with my friends and we were just like, this is, we had, it was like so fun. It was so fun and weird and funny. It's kind of like uh, Chucky for the new generation almost, you know? <laughs> With, you know, because we're all about the AI and, uh, you know, robotics and all this stuff nowadays. So it's kind of like, all right, maybe this is like kind of their Chucky. You know what I mean? I don't know. She's my Chucky, though. 
those uh, crazy moves, like those dance move things. I know the person that played uh, Megan, the girl, the young girl, whatever. She was a, like a trained dancer and stuff. Like yeah. some of the stuff she did looks almost like it's so unnatural looking. You know what I mean? Like it's very freaky. Totally. Yeah. It, it looks super strange, but yeah, it, it was just like, okay. <laughs> like I remember seeing some of those dance scenes um, during the trailers, you know, and I was just like, what the hell is going on? But um, when you watch the film, it just works. You're just like, okay, this is really weird, and I like it. Yeah, to- totally. And like I said, it surprised the shit out of me. Like, I've been uh, recommending it to people. I'm like, well, if you're on the fence about it, then you should check it out. It's a good yeah. watch, you know. It's not it going to score like good. a 9 or 10 with me, but it's like a it's like solid 7.5 to maybe an 8, <laughs> you know. That was well done. I gave it like a 9. Like, I love the third act, too. I was not, like, suspicious. I was in no way um, expecting it to to go there. Like I forgot about that like robot character, and I was like, "Oh, cool! You know, that's cute. That's cool. That's smart." And then, um, just like how Megan looked when she was being torn apart, it was really creepy. They they did a good job of that design too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, (laughs) definitely get that feeling. And and it definitely ranks over Orphan too. I would say that. That's for okay. Sure. I, I don't see how it can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like I told you, that's uh, yeah, Orphan Two is not very good, but that's a whole different subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's my favorite. What, what's that? What was your best effects? Uh, my best effects. I'm going the more practical route, like straight, like old school, and that's going to be a uh, Terrifier Two. Oh, okay. So you know, I was just like, when, when I heard effects, like I, I could have went like if I went more like big, like broad, like a uh, big budget, I would have probably went with like Nope, maybe because I thought Nope was really well done with like the crazy ass giant creature in the sky type thing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this, like regular effects, like Terrifier 2 was fucking awesome because all the practical blood and gore, like, I don't know, had a real like a uh, visceral feel about it. It was like total like 80s splatter type shit, you know? Definitely. Um yeah, like that's I can I know how to do a lot of that stuff. I used to do um, effects makeup. Sometimes I still do, but I was just kind of like, why does Damien have to do everything? You know, like <laughs> I can't imagine having, right. like, being like the director, the writer, and then you're like, guess what? I'm gonna fucking show you my effects skills too. Like that's just so much, <laughs> so much going on. Um, I appreciate it as well. Uh, it, it it's a uh, throwback and it still it looks really good you know it does and it, it gives it like a, a more like a dark and this fucked up creepy vibe to it you know with the way he did the effects i did like su- everything's kind of yeah. like super super brutal you know like especially the scene where uh art kills the, the girl in the bedroom and stuff like it's yeah. just like overkill you um, know what i mean like yeah that's, that's this is so much like and how he <laughs> does his faces too like how he always has like the the fucked up faces were like art site beating somebody's face and then like that you know the eyeballs popped out the socket and stuff it is so like unnatural yeah yeah in um, a good way i will say like whatever um filter was used like in post or whatever it made the blood look a weird color but whatever like who am i to criticize i'm just saying the person behind me who doesn't know shit about filmmaking said so too <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit orange yeah i did i did notice that like it was that's what i'm saying it's more like over the top i guess it's not that's true i, I don't see it being super realistic is it's kind of like ultra yeah. gore you know it's like ultra violence kind of feel right, to like, it 
when someone's still alive long after you would think they would be alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like so yeah, it makes you feel kind of like more sick to your stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's like man, that's it's unnatural the way yeah. you know they're being killed. Like that's ugh, it's a lot. Same with the first one. Like everybody knows, you know, if you're a fan of the the movies, the uh, saw in half that was crazy. Oh yeah, I was so like, brutal. <laughs> it was it was amazing. I thought it was funny. It was on Netflix. It premiered on net or Netflix was like they had it on there pretty much as really? it came out because that's where I watched it. Yeah, it was on Netflix the first time I huh. seen it. I'm like, this is on fucking Netflix. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah, every now and then I'll see something on Netflix where I'm like, this shouldn't be on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Netflix also, when it first came out, they had a uh, kind of like a Faces of Death type um, film on there, but this was all pretty much all real stuff. It was done by Anton LaVey. I just can't, I think it was called like Crime Scenes or something. But it was like uh, full on like fucking death scenes, you know, like a lot of stuff in Faces of Death, I think, were like kind of faked or whatever. But this was like all real shit from like crime scenes. And that was on Netflix. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on there very long. I was like, whoa, because they had that scene where that guy was in court when he blew his head off with the with the pistol. I don't know if you've seen that before, but it's uh, you don't forget it. Yes. Yeah. Of course. I wish I had never seen it. I remember exactly where I was when I saw it, you know. Yeah. Like fucking around at work in this office, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I should not have played that. It'll never leave my mind." So brutal. But they had that, and they also had a, a hundred tears was on there. The uh, have you ever seen a hundred tears? I think it's either hundred tears or a thousand tears. I think it's a hundred tears. It's a giant clown movie, clown serial killer type thing. Oh no. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, that's rated NC seventeen, and Netflix had that up for a long time, and it's just a super, super like a uh, brutal, like fucking gore fest. There's no right, there's no really rhyme or reason to it. It's just like pretty much this big clown with a giant cleaver, like a huge cleaver, half his body size, is killing a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was weird too that uh, Gaspar Noe's uh, film Love was on Netflix because it starts with a real blowjob. You're just like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they surprise you now and again with like some of the content they throw up there. Like, oh, this is pretty brutal. Yeah, you know, it's real. Like they're really doing yeah. stuff. But okay, yeah. I didn't even know that. I haven't seen Love. I have not seen that one. And it's I, really. I, I saw all of his stuff. So it's really good. Is it yeah. still up there? I don't know. I don't. I, I'm like confused why it was ever on there. <laughs> the thing I don't like about Netflix, they throw up so much shit at one time, and I've never heard of none of this stuff because they do a lot of foreign stuff, which I love foreign movies too. But they just have so much stuff they don't promote or nothing. Like I don't know shit about. It. I have to go do my own research. I'm like, what is this? Okay, why is their shit so disorganized? I saw the other day um, that they have actual codes. Like you can look up codes for types of films on Netflix and then put in this code list. So it's like Netflix dash codes. Um, mm-hmm. This is back end shit. Like have your fucking developers or whatever, put the codes in the app so that when I'm trying to look up a specific kind of film, I can find it. It's really hard to organize what you're trying to look for on Netflix. Like things can completely go off your radar. You didn't even know they were on there at all. Yeah. Never heard of yeah. it. Never seen it. Someone tells you about it. And you're like, well, I didn't even know this was here. Like they didn't promote it. Nothing. Like if you no. have codes, why do I have to go in there like some fucking secret menu and try to find it? That's so stupid. Work it, it into your system. Pretty and much it, all I use Netflix for is Seinfeld. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like 
Because I just I don't, I get tired of looking for shit. Yeah, exactly. I still have it because there was, I don't remember, there was something I wanted to watch. Every now and then, uh, like a crime documentary, it's pretty good on there. But yeah, they, they do have good crime documentaries and stuff. I just got kind of burnt out on them. I think the last one I watched was Dahmer. Was that on Netflix? Yeah, so good. Okay. Was it Netflix? No, it was Hulu. Wasn't it Hulu? I don't freaking know. I think it was one of the two. I think it was Netflix. Pretty sure it was Netflix, but I might be wrong. Um, I'm looking up. Right. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Netflix. Netflix, yeah. yeah. And that was fucking killer. But, so you know, good. after that, I'm like, what else? There's not much to watch on here. Like, I'm going to go back to Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed that they're not going to do another Mindhunter and something about it being I know. too expensive. But I'm like, stop fucking spending so much money on all this bullshit original content. It's awful. Like, there's yeah. so much bad Netflix, like, original content. They're just Shitty ass romantic comedies. Yeah. yeah, just nonstop garbage. garbage. I'm like, okay, maybe do something good. I don't know. As of right now, Hulu's beating the shit out of when it comes to like cool content and getting cool movies. Like I like Hulu yeah. a lot better. I always find something good yeah. on there to watch. And they're more like, uh, I guess they kind of curate it more and stuff too, like easier to find. That's and it's right there, right in front of on the main screen. They're like, oh, you might like this. I'm like, yeah, I will like this. Thank you. I'm oh, on. totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it yeah. knows me really well by what I select. Yeah, it, it's much easier. Like you can go straight to movies and then organize by the type. It's yeah. so much easier. That's why I watch Frasier, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like Frasier as well. Yeah, my, I, I throw that on or some King in the Hill. Take myself back to the 90s for a little bit. I like to go in the 90s when I get home from work after I'm done with my chores and shit that I have to do when I get home, you know, like working out and all that crap. Like, yeah. I'm going to the 90s, yo. It was a lot of better back then for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's also a really good new um, Netflix or sorry, Hulu series called UFOs Investigating the Unknown. It's actually really good. Um, like I may have watched that already, but I'm not sure. I have to look it up. There's so many UFO yeah. shows on Hulu that I like, so no, no, uh, hopefully I haven't seen it. It's newer, yeah, but I know what you mean. Okay. Cool, I put it on my list. <laughs> All right, so now we're on to another fun category, uh, Best Creature. Creature. All right, this one, um, I had to think about it, you know, like kind of – look through a list of 2022 films and, and I was like, Ooh, I know exactly what it is. So the creature's name is Ollie from the movie hatching. Did you see hatching? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Hatching yeah. is fucking great. Yeah. That's a great it was creature. A, yeah. a Finnish film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so like bizarre. So it's like a skeletal creature that resembles a baby bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and um again it's like animatronic and puppetry so i love i love that you know and um i was reading that the the designer of the creature he'd worked on some um films that are like huge like um rise of skywalker and prometheus and Mm -hmm. so he's doing this small film you know and he said it was actually like more challenging because it was like all in a house you know so um, it was, you know, he's not working with this huge team, but he was saying that every small detail basically has a consequence. Like you can't really afford to fuck up, you know? Um, but yeah, he was saying that he had to organize every aspect of the build. Um, and he didn't have, um, anything he could hand over, you know? So that's a lot of work. And a lot of it was like a learning curve for him. Um, but yeah, some of the techniques, um, weren't new to him, but it was just like, having to do it from start to end was was really 
a challenge and that um, the end result, he said, were he said was as good as if it were to come out of a Star Wars creature shop, which I mean, I would agree. It does look that good, you know, oh, yeah. uh, and it's strange, you know, it's really creepy. Um, one thing he said that was funny was like, like if you've seen the film, um, the creature, it looks really like wet all the time and like just like gooey, you know, like glop uh-huh. all over it. But yeah, he was saying that um, he kept like having to put more lube on it. It was it was like lube that he was using the whole time, so it's oh, wow. a big factor <laughs> to make it look really goopy. But yeah, and it was just like an unexpected like creature. I was just I didn't you know I just kind of like happened to come across the film and I'm like oh I don't know anything about it and. I was like, this looks kind of good, you know, Finnish horror. Yeah, let's check it out. And and then this weirdo baby bird thing comes out. I'm like, what the hell? It, yeah, yeah it, it stood out to me. So that's my pick. Oh, that's a great one. I should have thought of that one too. That <laughs> that might have made my list, but I think I'm pretty happy when I got. But um, yeah, I think with um with that movie still like when it. It started like mimicking the girl and started looking like her. I think it got even creepier, oh, yeah. man, because like the mouth effects and the actress that was playing the the creature and also the girl and stuff was like awesome, like with the movements yeah. and everything. Oh so yeah, freaky. Totally. I think that's kind of like a kind of like an underrated like gem of a movie there. Like I don't think too many people mm-hmm. know about. I need to check it out. Yeah, yeah, hatching. And that's on Hulu, I think. Still. I think so too. Yeah. Yep. All right, so my favorite creature is going to be something we talked about earlier, and that's uh, the mother from Barbarian. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, um, like they, you know that uh, Matthew Patrick Davis did a fucking great job playing this creature, and uh, I just love how brutal the creature looks. Like you know the mother, you know it's like yeah. we, we've touched on some of this stuff already, but like this is all the practical nastiness of her, like. This is something that could possibly exist somewhere in the caves of West Virginia. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like a lot or of inbreeding could lead to something like this. What's yeah. that? I said, or in the basement in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Detroit uh, totally basement. horrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Detroit. And yeah. Her motivation is also creepy. You know, it was interesting that, like, you, you end up feeling some sympathy for her. You're like, oh, yeah. she just wants a baby. <laughs> Go be her yeah. baby. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, this and she's like a killing machine too when she gets out, especially when she gets out the house and she's like following the, uh, you know, she I think what splits that hobo guy in half or something or tears his head off or something really brutal. Yeah, it's like fuck, you know, like terrifying. And uh, mm-hmm. the first scene where she comes in there after she kills uh, uh what's his face that played uh, Pennywise in a new It movie uh, uh, can't remember his name right now, but anyways, after she kills uh. Um, Scars, that's a Scars guard. I know that his last name is Scars guard. I can't remember which one he is, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he gets fucked up, it's like, man, that like this is like a, a awesome like creature finally. Like it, th- I would consider Barbarian like the half of that film a creature feature. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was Bill Scars guard, by the way. Yeah, Bill Scars guard. Yeah, there's like what three or four of them. The Nosferatu, which is cool by me, man. Yeah, he's a great actor, and he's got like a he's got that build where he can play like vampires or maybe like werewolves or uh, you know he's got like a, a kind of like a creature guy type build to him too, so he can play weird shit. Right, like I remember I was thinking like oh I really think Willem Dafoe should be Scar or should be uh, Nosferatu in um, Robert Eggers' new film, but mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgård, yeah, that's a way way great choice. Like it should be someone like. 
younger and uh, to to match with the uh, with a with a who is it that's playing? Oh, Lily Rose Depp is the love interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited about anything that Eggers does, but that's gonna be amazing. Oh yeah, I'm all aboard, and like I, I can't wait for that. And I think he's gonna make a you know a great, mm-hmm. great fucking vampire. Like he he's played a vampire before, and um, what was the fucking? It was a Netflix original way back in the day. Uh, damn, can't think of the name right now. I'm all over the place with like trying to remember <laughs> shit right now. But um, it was a really, really killer show that Eli Roth produced or directed. Yeah, Hemlock Grove. Okay. There you go. Yeah. 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 Did you ever watch all those or? Nah. No. Oh, he's going to be in John Wick 4 also. I can't wait to see that. I'm going to go see it next week. Stoked. Oh, I didn't know he's in that. That's cool. I didn't either until just now I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. I love the John Wick movies. Like, yeah, those yeah, are some of the best action movies ever. So good. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't even care if the story is whatever. Like, the action sequences are so worth it. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Keanu Reeves, like, still kicking ass is really cool to see, you know? Yep. He's amazing. Yeah, I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. All right, so now we're going to one that is probably being controversial on my end, but uh, we're going with uh, Best Actress. Best Actress. All right. This, again, to me, was super obvious, for me, anyway. Uh, I thought the Best Actress was Sosie Bacon, who played Rose Cotter in the movie Smile. Smile was up there with one of those films where like with Barbarian and Black Phone where I was just like not knowing what to expect and thinking it would be bad. And then I was like, oh shit, this is good. You know, mm-hmm. um, saw this one also in the theater. So Sosie Bacon is the daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick. Um, so obviously she's a, she's just born to be a good actor. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, she said that um, her family is our big horror fans and she'd been wanting to do a horror film, but, you know, waiting for the right thing. And then Smile came along and it was like a meaty role. It really is a meaty role. Um, mm-hmm. And he is like an actor that could really pull off this range that goes from like this this subtlety um, of just like, you know, small uh, expressions to supercharged emotional reactions to like horrific things. Um, mm-hmm. The character is like a woman with past trauma and she's dealing with this unexplained horror phenomena. Um, but yeah, I saw an interview with her and she was saying that this film was the most draining and, um, super exhausting emotionally film that she's done. And I think she just nailed it. Yeah, I agree. She did great in that, in that movie, even though I wasn't a big fan of the film overall, I thought she was great knowing that who, who her parents were too. What's that? Is it because of the cat? That was one of the things. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. just, I don't know. It was just the way That's it looked. I, yeah. The cat thing did not add anything better for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <damn laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was going to be worse, and then I watched it, and I was like, this is pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's been on a lot of people's seven. top list. Hmm. What's that? It's a seven. You give it a seven? Yeah. I think I'm on the same boat as you, as you on that one. It'd probably be like a seven out of ten. Like, I didn't hate it. I just, like, it didn't, like, you know, hit me hard, you know? Yeah. Seven's pretty good. Seven's like, yeah, I'd recommend it. Yep. Totally agree with that. All right, who did All you right. pick for best actress? All right, this you know she's in everything now, so you, Mia Goth. you know that. Uh, ding ding ding, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mia Goth and Pearl. That's the that's what okay. I got her for because I thought she was fucking killer in Pearl, and what you haven't seen yet, but I, you, I think you might understand once you do see it. Like, okay, she uh she plays a uh, crazy lady really well. <laughs> she does, you know like I mean? yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
and there's something about her look too you know what i mean like she just she has that like kind of off balance look about her she's not like a, a normal like actress okay. i guess and she's got her own thing going on you know have you seen infinity pool brandon Cronenberg's new one she's i have not i want to see it though i haven't seen it she drives me insane in it. and you're just like this she's she's crazy yeah it's it's a pretty cool film it's fun yeah, I've heard good Another things. Scar- I definitely want to see that. Mm-hmm. What's that? Another Skarsgård. Another one? Okay, what Skarsgård's in this one? Alexander. Okay, <laughs> so many Skarsgårds. I think that the dad's an actor. It's like the two sons, and I think there's another one out there, too. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole family. <laughs> but yeah, Mia Goss cool. I Hopefully she doesn't get like overexposed out there like, like being into too much shit. And it seems like she kind of is right now. Like everybody's yeah. putting her in her movie. I'm like, that's kind of like a little bit oversaturated, but. I agree. Like I really liked her when I first saw her in um, Nymphomania 2, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what it was? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen, I didn't get to see those movies. That's uh, uh, what's his name? Lars von Trier. Yeah, von Trier, yeah. Yeah, those are, um, yeah, Nymphomaniac 2, Volume 2. Like, because she's such an interesting-looking girl, you know, person, woman. She mm-hmm. has, like, this, she has all three of those qualities. <laughs> sometimes she looks sophisticated, sometimes she looks like a child, and other right. times she looks androgynous. So, yeah, she has a lot of qualities to her. She's obviously very um talented and has a wide range but yeah i just feel like you know like i would like her to see i would like to see her do something where she's not crazy and naked that's all like yeah i I agree (laughs) yeah let's see what else she can do you know let's see yeah (laughs) she can do a lot more i'm positive (laughs) she can play crazy very well let's see what else she can do you know (laughs) yeah with clothes on yeah yeah Well, I think your clothes are mostly on in Pearl. I don't, if there's a nude scene, I'm not really recalling. I think, I'm sure there is. I know there is, but it's not, it's not like gratuitous or anything like that. So maybe yeah. I had to change your mind on it. I've just, I've seen it. I get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right now we're on to uh, best actor. Best actor. Ooh. Okay. We've already mentioned this person earlier. I chose David, or- David Howard Thornton from Terrifier 2. Nice. That's a good choice. And as you were saying earlier, you interviewed him before and, you know, saying he's a nice guy. And I, I've never talked to him or met him, but he seems like the total opposite of art. So that is um, pretty amazing that, you know, like, obviously that's what actors do. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's very like I find it so um, like it's just such a skill I admire. I find it, find it very admirable when someone does this character that's 100 percent opposite of who they are. Um, but you know, just the fact that he doesn't have to say a single word to pull off this menacing presence. Um, and it, it's not about the costume and makeup. It's more about like what he's doing underneath it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, um, watching this interview where he talked about his appreciation of silent film actors and comedians and how he used that skill in the performance. And it it seems really difficult. So I think that that is pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that's why I chose him. And the other reasons for, yeah. Yeah, great choice. I said, um, yeah, doing all that, showing all that emotion with Mm -hmm. no, like, dialogue. That's pretty fucking cool, and that's a great skill to have that a lot of people don't have, so. Yeah, exactly. And also, like I said, the nicest fucking person ever to play a role (laughs) like that. You would never know, like, and I'm friends with him on Facebook and stuff, too, like, and all his posts are, like, super nice. He's very, like, 
you know, active in the horror community and stuff. He's really good with the fans and everything. And it's like, you're playing that role. Well, that's one hell of a fucking 180, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's true acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Total badass. Mm-hmm. All right. You- so what's that? What did you pick? All right, my best actor. Uh, I don't think you like this movie. I think I saw you saying the post you didn't like it, so <laughs> this one might be controversial to you. But uh, you might, I, I, you might enjoy the actor here because he's pretty awesome in everything he plays in. But it's a, uh, it's Get Rory back. Kinnear. It's a, uh, <laughs> oh. it's R- Rory Kinnear from Men. Oh man. Okay. I he was good in it though. That makes sense. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. God, he had to play so many fucking roles. So, you yeah. know what I mean? Even like a deranged little kid thing, which was <laughs> yeah. kind of terrifying. Like, what the fuck was that? You know, Megan looks way better than that shit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it comes to special effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that it, it was so bad with like the kid, like what the effects were like, it made it that much more like creepy, I guess, you know, because so like it doesn't make any sense. It's so <laughs> odd and out of place. It took me out. Like I was like, what? <laughs> That looks so dumb. But yeah, as far as like the acting. Yeah, I I see that totally. No, no issues with that. The film itself. That's another story. <laughs> so I like the film. I thought the film, I think that made my list of last year, too, somewhere on there. But I liked it a lot. It just it was just a creepy factor. Just him himself, like, you know, his roles are what really did it for me. Like mm. just the, the creepiness of it, you know, like especially the part where he's like standing out there like naked staring at into the window at um what's her name there and stuff like man like yeah. you know there's something really creepy about that and he did a great job and um i think if i'm not mistaken he was uh i think he played frankenstein and penny dreadful did you ever watch penny dreadful nah no not your thing no i don't really like like horror series that mm-hmm. much i recommend that one it might change around on that it was really <laughs> good but unfortunately it got canceled and they did a comic to kind of like supplement what happened after all that stuff Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Jesse Buckley was really good in men, too. The the woman in men. <laughs> she's great. I mean, oh. I like her in everything, really. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, she yeah. was a uh, she was another movie she's in recently. I like. But yeah, she's mm-hmm. a great actress. Like, you know, I think those two together are kind of what made that, you know, besides some of the like questionable CGI usage in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I have but, um, opinions on it, but guess what? It's in one of my worst categories, so I'll tell you later. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still hoping we have the, the same worst one on there. Hopefully it wasn't this one. I got one that can beat that one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're up to uh, best screenplay. Well, best, best screenplay. All right. Now I'm I'm getting into a, again, another film I mentioned. So I'm going to say the best screenplay was Megan. Uh, written by Akila Cooper, not James Wan. Yeah, it was story by James Wan and Akila Cooper, but she's she wrote the screenplay. Um, nice. And man, I, she wrote *Malignant* too um, with him with James Wan and Ingrid Busso. But she's she is giving his work like this extra quality that I think is amazing. Like them as a writing team, it just makes the the story smart, weird but balanced, like there's an unpredictableness, like, you know, James Wan as a writer, he, he obviously is into fun and storytelling, you know, or even as a director, but like something about Malignant and Megan, I realized stood out and it's because of her, like she just knows how to make things innovative and modern. Like her mm-hmm. writing is just, it's really well thought out plot, character development, twist and humor. 
So um, I saw that she recently came up um, as Variety's 10 screenwriters to watch for 2021. And hell yeah. And moving nice. forward, I think I agree with that. And she was just announced as the showrunner for the upcoming HBO Max TV series adaptation of the novel Monster by A. Lee Martinez. So I just okay. I'm really like I follow her on Instagram. I'm, I'm like a fan, you know, like I'm really inspired by her as a writer. I think it's so cool. Like, you know, like how many African-American horror writers are there out there? You know, like, right. it's I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty, but just it's cool that she's doing these big films and getting getting work and, and like her work is good, you know? So yeah, yeah I'm excited awesome. to see what else she does. Mm-hmm. Same here. Great choice. Thanks. Who do you got? Um, I have uh, another hard fucking name to pronounce. The first name's easy, but last name it's fucking, I'm going to butcher it. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> about this, but it's uh, David uh, Kajiganish. <laughs> David Cadganish, David Cadganish. We'll, we'll say that that was like closest to what it is, but uh, he is a screenwriter right. for Bones and from Bones and all. Oh, okay. So he did yeah. he um, was he the writer of the book or he adapted the novel? Um, he said he was the uh, the screenplay was written by him. Okay. And, uh, the, no- the novel was uh, by. What's that? Is it a novel or a uh, like a graphic novel? I don't even know. It said it's. It said it's based on a novel. I don't say graphic novel written oh, okay. by uh, Camille D'Angelis. So. Oh, okay. Cool. And he did the screenplay for it. He's also done the screenplay for a really awesome show called The Terror that was on AMC. Mm-hmm. Okay. That I really dug. Um, he's done the screenplay for the new Suspiria movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, the Invasion, Blood Creek, which I thought was a pretty underrated um, early 2000s movie. But um, yeah, I, I just thought it was super well written and stuff. Yeah. I liked everything about this movie, you know. I think to me, yeah. I think this is kind of like a 9.5 to a 10. You know, is that good? Yeah, it. Not a lot of people talked about it, but yeah, it was it was really well done. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it must. It's such a special skill too to adapt uh, something into a screenplay. You know, a book into a screenplay. So yeah, I that's a good choice. Yeah, and I definitely want to check out the novel, too. That's going to be on my list. But I have, like, a list of, like, fucking ten books I need to get through right now, and I'm still on the first one out of these ten. I'm reading the second the second book of A Diary of a Werewolf Hunter, which is fucking awesome, by the way. I highly recommend that one. Okay. Yeah, it's, it would make a hell of a movie, but I'm pretty sure somebody who would do the movie probably fuck it up, unfortunately, because it's, like, it's read like a fucking, like, 80s or early 90s action flick with werewolves and stuff in there like it's it's real gritty and stuff and like over the top like with really awesome werewolves and so but so i recommend that when it comes to like novels so and you know i also want to read bones and all if that's the name of the novel i have to look that up might be something different but you know I feel like that they probably someone would probably make it like a young adult thing and you'd be like oh oh yeah they're making it like twilight or some shit (laughs) i don't know like kind of like teen wolf era you know like the the cw kind of stuff oh yeah um, Actually, i'm a little bit a show... worried What's what? that? oh, oh i'm a little ahead. bit worried that uh renfield is going to be very young adult because the the trailer looks dumb as fuck i'm just like mm. yeah i was yeah. so excited about it for so long and then like every time i see the trailer i'm just like okay i'm not stoked it just looks very young adult and like umbrella society type of not that that's bad. It just, like I said, it just feels very Harry Potterish, you know. Just like I'm not. Yeah. Doesn't appeal to me, you know. That's not my type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. 
someone said to me like like have you seen this teaser yet for this and they're like i feel like nicholas cage is just being really like like directed to be under like underperforming and i'm like mm-hmm. it does feel that way like that shouldn't be the case if you have nicholas no. cage playing dracula you should just let him go nuts yeah, let him be Nicolas Cage. Like, fucking unleash Nicolas Cage. Don't fucking, you know what I mean? Don't yeah. put their chains on him and, like, bind him to, you know, being this fucking whatever. Yeah, I would just I would just feel like, you're Dracula, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, fucking, uh, <laughs> what, what was that vampire movie he was in? Was it Once Bitten? Was that oh, Nicolas yeah, Cage? Yeah. yeah, let him go back to being that kind of, like, possible vampire, possible not vampire type craziness like that film, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Vampire's All right. Kiss. That's the name of the film. What's that? Vampire's Kiss. That's it. Yeah. One spitting is the fucking Jim Carrey one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's. That one is good. I think that's love. At yeah. Point, isn't it? No, 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 no. You're right. Um. No, I love. I love. Uh, vampire comedies so much. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I thought that's a great movie. Um. Yeah. You're right. It's One Spitting. So good. I feel yeah. Like I'm that's a good one. I'm sure you can find that probably in like Tubi or something, you know, because they have all the good old early '90s, '80s stuff. So I love Vampire in Brooklyn. I love any any vampire comedies. <laughs> yes, Vampire in Brooklyn is super underrated, I think, man. Because people, like, oh, it's a comedy, but it's it's a comedy, but it's fucking dark, you know. It's a dark yeah. comedy. It's Pretty it brutal. is funny though. I love the yeah. character. Oh my god, it's so funny. Angela Bassett's in it. Mm-hmm. Great. It's it's got a great lineup of um killer actors and stuff and the effects yeah. are good and like I think didn't Wes Craven do that one? Um I think so, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep, he was a director. Yeah, That's and Eddie cool. Murphy as a fucking as a vampire yep. is pretty fucking good. <laughs> he was good, yeah. Yeah. He was convincing. <laughs> he did yeah, that he like, was. you know, elegant style of vampire, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Elegant but also brutal for mm-hmm. you know. He had like the he, he kind of nailed the fucking Fright Night kind of vampire feel. I thought, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. my favorite type of vampire. There, it's like, mm-hmm. also, you know, can lure you in, but it's like super fucking brutal. You know, can be brutal. Right, and I really like this brings me to the next category too. But I really want to see more like mostly or all black cast horror films. Like, there isn't enough, and right. like, I just really like to see like that culture infused and like that um, point of view. It's so interesting. It makes it more like fun, you know, in a lot of ways to see um, a different way of telling a horror story. Yeah, yeah. totally behind that. Mm-hmm. All right. So our last uh, major category here before we get to some of the, the weirder stuff We're- is uh, best picture. All right. Definitely. Nope. For me. Um, And I got to say, like, this is maybe a controversial opinion, but I was not a fan of Get Out and definitely not a fan of Us. I thought Get Out, he could have gone harder. And if I ever had a chance to talk to him, I would ask, like, did they tone down your script? Because I felt like for that subject matter, he should have gone way harder. Um, But I could see, like, you know, all the people that you have to filter your you're writing through at some point we're like tone this down tone this down tone this down like as a white person i feel whatever it's like it shouldn't have been about that i just and i also think it got kind of in the weeds like some of the storyline went like in different directions that didn't really make sense and us was even worse like us i was just like what the fuck you know like what what is this shit 
it drove mm. me insane. I, I was just like, did you, is this the second draft <laughs> and you just <laughs> shot it? You know, like this makes no sense. So, but Jordan Peele, there's no way he's not going to make a good movie eventually. Right. And this was it. <laughs> <Yeah>. It was <laughs> like, now this is it. This is what he excels at. This is his balance of off the wall humor and then having an African-American story and characters in horror or the leads are different. You know, there's cool, like there's different aspects to it. There's good soundtrack. Um, we need more of this, you know, and just like his understanding of how to unfold a story as a storyteller and what he understands as a director and a writer and the alien being so unique. Like this is his sweet spot. Like I was just like, dude, third film knocked it out of the park. Like this is what I wanted to see from him, you know, from, from the start. Um, mm. but I just can't say enough good things about Nope. It's just like perfection, you know? Um, but like my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes, and we already talked about the DP stuff, but so I'm not going to get into that, but where they have that like slowed down version of, I wear my sunglasses at night coming out of the truck mm -hmm. and he's just like creeping around behind the truck, the mood, the lighting, the pacing, the sound perfection. Like everything yeah. about that scene just gives me the chills, you know? Um, I just, I almost chose actually um, Daniel Kaluuya uh, as my top actor, but it's just so obvious. He's just so good in everything. He's a great actor, you know, right. so I didn't choose him. Plus I had Nope up here already twice. Um, but I love the little inside jokes with the DP character with like the Scorpion King jacket and like the TMZ biker the homage uh -huh. to Fry's Electronics, like all that was super fun and smart. And like, if you make films, you work in films that made you like get these inside stuff, these inside jokes. So it was really funny. Um, but yeah, I just, it was so like refreshing and awesome and great and a great experience in the theater. I went and saw it twice. Nice. That's, no, that's a great choice. Uh, yeah, that's right. And that would be my runner up to my favorite. Uh, picture category whatever that would definitely be a runner up it, it was a really hard choice between these two films actually because like i said nope was so good and, like it's so different and yeah. the, to me like the whole like uh the the like uh the crazy ape type scene they had going on with like the kids <laughs> show that was so fucked up and brutal yeah. like man that could be a whole movie on its own almost right you know? yeah that chimp stuff is crazy yeah <laughs> they had that and then you got this like creature thing flying around that looks like a fucking cowboy hat it's so bizarre <laughs> but it's not you think it's a spaceship the whole time when you first watch it. oh that's just like it's, it's not a spaceship it's a living creature of some yeah. some sort you know they never really explain if it's like extraterrestrial or is it something else that that's yeah, just living alien. on the planet you, no, you say alien? alien okay yeah it's an alien yeah. i think it's so cool like it's kind of annoying like i have a script that i've been working on for a long time but just haven't finished of course um but I put it in the back burner after Nope because I was like, fuck off, man. Because I have these little drones that fly around in like rural Nebraska. And then you mm -hmm. find out that they're like actual aliens. And oh, I was just cool. like, you know what? I'm not going to do better than Nope. So I just put it away. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rework that. Yeah, that, that I'm all down with alien stuff. We need more cool alien movies. So you well, should definitely cool. pursue that. Well, we have another script, Crown Chimp, um, Nick and I are working on. So Nice. That's alien. But, yeah. It's, it's another alien one. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I'm glad you didn't say zombie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I mean, dead, I mean, man. The last of us brings back the zombies. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. But they're different though. They're like mushroom zombies. They're like, and you know, they're fast and they're fucking ferocious. You know, it's kind of a different thing, which I like. And I like The Last of Us. I thought they did a great job with it. Yep. Yeah. So, um, my favorite picture, um, category award goes to uh, Barbarian. Hey. And, um, like, yeah, Barbarian was fucking amazing. But like I say, it was a close. It was a close uh, second with uh, Nope. You know, uh-huh. that's another great one. But I think Barbarian just edges out because it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's the kind of the perfect film for me. I'm a big creature guy. I like practical effects. You know, I like shit that deals with like bizarre, weird stuff. And this had like everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you have a uh, fucking, uh, you know, all the crazy like um, weird shit going on down in this like basement maze that leads <laughs> to all this weird other shit. Like it's just so bizarre yeah. and so well done. And it's all taking place in fucking Detroit, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It just nailed it. I, I like the acting. I like how there's a little bit of humor thrown in there to kind of lighten it up a bit because the subject matter is pretty dark, mm-hmm. you know, and the gore effects are great. Like acting's really solid. Uh, What's his face dies at the end. And he's always good at dying with Justin Long. He, yeah. you know, he plays his role <laughs> <That would be laughs> playing a douchebag. Yeah. He's always a douchebag and everything. And like, yeah, I'm glad to see he got his comeuppance in this one. So, yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what Barbarian reminded me of with that story where um, they get into um, the sort of backstory of what happened with that man um, and why Mother is down there, you know? Oh, yeah, Richard um, Brake. Richard right, Brake. Richard Brake. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah. Um, That's a bonus to have him anything. Yeah, John just worked with him, actually. Um, but it reminded me of like, I don't know if you remember back in the early 2000s when in, it was actually in Cleveland, this dude named Ariel Castro was, he kidnapped like um, three, three women and held them in his, his house, like for years, like and tortured them. It was awful. In like this dilapidated, gross house in Cleveland. Did um, he call it the toy box? Was he the toy box guy? Or I'm thinking of a different like know. killer dude. I don't think so. Um, like he did awful things to them. Like one of them um, even ended up having a baby during that time. And yeah, they were in there just for years and it was just horrendous. Um, mm. But yeah, I started trying to read the, one of uh, one of the women wrote a book about it and I couldn't even finish it. because It was just so awful. But it kind of yeah. reminded me of that case. I kind of wondered if they had been like a little bit um, and not, I don't know if I say inspired, but if they thought about that case, you know, when writing Barbarian. Yeah, I, I'm sure so, they probably did. I mean, that's very similar, you know. Yeah, just awful. I think they kind of took a little bit from that and also took a bit from the band X-Files episode with the inbred family. If you remember uh-huh. that. No, you remember that one? I don't really watch X-Files, to be honest. No. Oh, that's like my favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time. It's up there with Seinfeld. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about the X-Files that came out like uh, like five or six years ago when they tried to reboot the series. I don't count that as fucking anything. That was horrible. I'm talking about like the original shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just never got into it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, yeah. That's uh, this is a go-to for me. It takes me back in the '90s again with my rest of my '90s lineup. It's just fun to go back in the '90s sometimes because shit's crazy now. Even crazier, I think, than what it used to be. But who knows? I was younger back then. Shit was probably just as crazy, but I didn't see it all because of media and all that stuff, you know. Mhm. So, all right, now we're getting into 
the fun one here. I guess yeah. Let's start with this one. Let's go with worst pitcher. We're gonna okay, start with that. Start first. Yeah. And All right. I have a four-way tie for worst. Okay. But let me start with the one that maybe we both picked. Just is based on what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Crimes of the Future? No, I like that movie. <laughs> oh, God, why? <laughs> no. no, I like that one. No, it's not no, that one. Obviously, I'm a yeah. big Cronenberg fan. Okay, who isn't? Yeah. This was bullshit. Like he just don't write anything else. Don't write things anymore. Direct them. Don't write them. And like the 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 like it didn't make any fucking sense. And then yeah. he keeps making up these kinks that nobody has. Nobody has <laughs> a kink. Stop. No. Nobody's gonna have this kink. And then to have like this like foam latex looking shit. It looked like it was going to fall apart in the rain. Like nothing was good about the effects of the, those um, like chairs that you sit in that. Oh yeah. (laughs) None of it was good to me in any sense. And I went and saw Mm -hmm. this at the loft and I was looking forward to it. So hardcore, big fan of Vigo. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. mind Kristen Stewart at all. And then I was just sitting there just like, Good God, what the fuck am I watching? No, it didn't work for me. No, he needs to stop. Stop writing. Direct all you want. No more writing. Yeah, it's definitely his weakest movie, in my opinion. <laughs> I liked it. It was like a 7.5 kind of like, you know what I mean? Dude, that's it's not really like, high. Yeah, you're going to get more like a four, I'm thinking. Yeah, I would say four. Yeah. yeah. And only because Vigo's in it, like good actors in it, you know. Yeah, Vigo's awesome pretty much everything, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just too, like, just stop trying so hard to be weird, you know? That's my thing. Like, don't try to be weird. You already are. Just like, yeah, you yeah. has a sweet spot. You don't have to try to be fucking weird. You already are. Herzog doesn't yeah. try to be weird. He just is. Right. He doesn't have to <laughs> try so hard, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so what, what were your runner-ups? Oh, runner-ups. Oh, yeah, God. I, gotta hear those. I want to see if we got the same one at least on here. I don't know if we do. Again in the theater, so disappointed. Watcher, starring Micah Monroe, who I like a lot. Oh yeah, it was so all right. Huh? Fucking slow, boring. Yeah. Nothing like nothing happens, and then the pace is excruciating. Mm-hmm. So I love the premise. I like that it's you know I like the setting and I like the actors a lot and. But it, nothing happened. It was just like, I don't fucking care about this guy or this movie or what's happening. And no one's acting a normal way. <laughs> no one is acting. Like, close the blinds, okay? Right. <laughs> close the blinds. That's the end of the whole story, you know? Like, ridiculous. So, I was not a fan of the movie. My next one is Men. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you didn't like Men. <laughs> here's why. Alex Garland? And anybody else who doesn't have a vagina, don't try to understand women and what they go through, okay? Just stay in your right. life because you're never going to fucking know. And that wasn't it. So, no, that didn't do shit for me. I don't even know if that's what he was trying to say, but it was an ineffective mm-hmm. um, bullshit. Also, don't try to be so weird. You're, you're right. fine. Everything that guy does is beautiful. This one was bullshit. Like, I love devs and, like, what what else? I mean, I know that he's done. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Ex Machina, actually. 
But um, Devs was amazing. Annihilation. Yeah, Devs was amazing. Sunshine, like everything else. And then for me, this was just like, just don't try to understand something you have no idea about at all. Right. You know, and I shouldn't even say in 2023, I won't even say if you don't have a vagina, if you don't understand women, (laughs) whether you're a man (laughs) or a woman or or identify in any way, just don't even fucking try. That's what I felt. Or have a woman write the script, say, this is what I think you feel. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways, that's where I'm coming from. And then you liked this movie. Do you hear this? Uh Uh-oh. 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 Fuck. Skinamarink, dude. Oh, no. I knew no, man, I, that's another divided movie. I'm telling you, and like, you either love it or you fucking hate it Who with a passion. Fucking loves it though. <laughs> Why would I like it. it? I don't love it, but I like it a lot. <laughs> There's nobody that loves that movie. If they do, they're comatose. No, oh, here's the thing, okay? And and like, I know that other people feel this way as well. Like, I like, good guy. You finish a movie, you put it out there, you get it in the theaters. You got it on Shutter. That is amazing. Like total kudos to that the the writer of the film and everybody involved. Like I know for a fact that is near impossible to do. So like nothing against this writer director right at all. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just gonna put that out there right now. Anything that I dislike, like I still realize, like I'm being lame in a way because it's like i'm criticizing something i know is super fucking hard to do okay but as an audience member if i just put that aside and say as an audience member it made me angry (laughs) (laughs) as a filmmaker you know like i was like wow good for you i don't know how you did that but it shows me you can crowdfund get 15k put together finish a film, put it out there. And because it's horror, people will go see it. That's very inspiring. You know, just like terrifier too. very inspiring to see this movie make money. But as an audience member, as a person who who wants a story and who writes like it didn't go anywhere. I never say I'd rather see a short film version of this, but in this case, yes, short film extended out is what it felt like. I just didn't like that. I didn't feel fulfilled. There's no plot. There's no answers, and you're just showing me the same thing over and over. It's like watching an art house film, um, but with nothing. Like it was like art house film meets a coma. <laughs> <laughs> Someone described it as what if you like watching paint dry, you'll love this film. But it's just like I, you get frustrated seeing like this corner angle of rooms over and over and over again, you know. So this is just my point of view. I don't know if I didn't have patience for it. Again, I saw it in the theater. I want a, a theater experience when I'm there. If I had seen it at home, middle of the night, maybe it would have been different for me. So See, that's what I did. I, I saw it in, the, I guess, the right mm-hmm. environment. I watched it at home on Shutter. You know, it was dark and stuff, alone, watching it and stuff. And, uh, it shouldn't be the right environment was, for a movie, you know? What's it that? Be, it should be, the right environment for a movie should be in the theater first and foremost to test it. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, skin rink, yeah. Uh, maybe at home the first time would have been better. Yeah, and um, it, it was too long. That is one of my negatives of it. It was too long. I wish it was like 30 or 40 minutes shorter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It went on a little sure. bit long. 
But yeah. I think it hit me because of like I don't know, it brought me back to like some childhood like terror shit like that I would experience as a kid, and it kind of nailed that for me, especially being that it was filmed in the '90s too. Um, I I don't know, nothing really like screamed '90s at me. You know, some of the toys they had and like the TV and everything that, that was like '90s stuff. But um, I don't know, something like kind of like brought back memories of like things I was scared of, like the unknown or like the boogeyman under my bed or in the closet and stuff like seeing things as a kid, like, was that really there? Wasn't there, you know, like some weird, mm-hmm. maybe paranormal type stuff, you know, just, I'm kind of skeptical about all that shit, but you never know, I, but it's kind of touched on all that. And especially the colors used in it, like the blues and colors, you know, the darkness <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. It's like a blue kind of shade going on with the darkness oh. of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. What I don't know. The, it, it got me, but I totally understand where you're coming yeah. from. Like it's a definitely like you either like it or you fucking hate it. I was sitting in the yeah. front row too, and I was like, "This is a mistake," because of that fucking filter with that film grain. Oh, I was like, yeah. I see a bunch of warm dots in my eyes, and um, <laughs> like, definitely had moments where I was like, "Oh, that's cool, that's cool," but I really thought there was gonna be a payoff, and I thought like it wasn't gonna be so like just subconscious, but I thought it was like two dead kids, or at least one dead kid, and they're haunting the house, and and I was right. like for them to reveal that but and i don't really i don't really care for like the old cartoon shit anymore i'm like we, I, i've seen this enough is just because you can get the rights to it i don't know yeah it's kind of yeah. tired of that it's played out yeah. the old cartoon I, I told, shit yeah the whole cart yeah i don't even yeah. watch the old cartoons the oldest cartoons i go back and watch is like uh maybe like x-men or gargoyles or something <laughs> like from the early 2000s or you know remember gargoyles <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It was great. It's like one of Disney's best cartoons. I I thought anyways. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> yeah, those are the best. You know, the kids don't even get that nowadays. They get infomercials and judge shows. I don't even know like what's on regular TV, but you can they can watch cartoons anytime they want on anything. You know, there's no, yeah, there's no special time anymore that it's the only time you get to get up and watch the cartoons. Yeah, you're right. And that was something special, too. Like you said, like you only have this day to watch your cartoons, especially if you're me and I didn't have cable as a kid. So I had fucking antennas. That was the day I watched cartoons Saturday morning. You better fucking get up early to watch them all, you know? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like Monday through Friday and also Sunday, like it would just be dragging ass to get up and do anything. I was like, fuck mm-hmm. school. I don't want to get up. There's no way I'm getting up. Saturday morning, like 5 a.m., I jet down into the basement where the TV was. <laughs> yeah. Turn that shit on. I was so stoked and just watch everything like for years until I was probably like 10, you know, but like mm-hmm. it's like one of my favorite things to do. And um, I, re- I think my favorite was Muppet Babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to love the Muppet Babies. I'm pretty sure I had a few other like toys and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back when I was really young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was also one, I think it was just called, I think it was just Dungeons and Dragons or something, but it had like a little weird dude and like a unicorn. I loved that one. Does that sound familiar? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, like these kids went on like a roller coaster in the beginning. And then, uh, yeah, it was done. I think it was Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And um, then they found themselves in this other world. But yeah, it was like a group of a group of like these teenagers and this little like dude who was like bald on top and had uh-huh. long white hair, and then there was a little baby unicorn that followed them around. Dungeons okay, and I I, t- I remember that, but not like vividly. You know what I mean? I'm sure I watched it though. Oh yeah, it it was so yeah. good. 
<laughs> uh, Conan the Barbarian, the cartoon, was one of my favorites. They oh. used to come on before I would go to school in the morning time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you remember that one? No. Yeah, it, it was good. I it was good back then. I'm sure if I went to try to find it now, it's probably horrible. <laughs> but it, like, I just remember like, oh man, Conan the Barbarian, the cartoon. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked the Mr. T cartoon. For some reason, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, like a gang of gymnasts. <laughs> Fucking Mr. T, yeah. <laughs> that song and everything, yeah. Good times. <laughs> oh, All we right. got more category. Yeah, my worst picture. And I, I thought this would have made, oh, maybe wait. you haven't seen this one. We have worse and then weirdest, but okay, what is your worst? Yeah, the, my worst, and I was very disappointed because I was kind of like looking forward to this when I heard about it. But it's uh, Neil Marshall's new film called The Lair. I don't even know about that one. Oh, that's a good thing, because I'm sure it would have made your <laughs> list. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's called The Lair. Oh. And it's uh, Neil. I give this a 3 out of 10. I usually don't do that, but I was I was pretty much mad after like <laughs> trying to watch. I didn't finish this. I couldn't finish it. It was, it was straight like um, old school sci-fi original. Horrible. Oh, God. Horrible. Really? Yeah, and oh. um, that the acting was bad. Uh, I think Shutter picked this up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shutter had this. It was like one of their exclusives. Like, oh, cool, Neil Marshall Shutter exclusive. This should be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the acting is fucking horrible in it. I don't even know. I don't even know these actors. Never heard of none of them before. Uh, special <laughs> effects are garbage. Like the main alien type thing looks like fucking a knockoff like Wish Venom. Oh really? Uh, Ooh, yeah. Bad. It's really bad. And I wanted to try it. I was like, it's got to get better. It don't get better. Ah, actually, yeah. well, you know, I think we maybe just need to give up on him because <laughs> he's yeah. no longer in the days of the descent and dog soldiers, right? There's something else going on and it's too bad. Maybe it's just like he's not getting enough funding. That's what this looked like. It looked like the budget was super low because the creature Beautiful. was uh, mostly practical, but like his tongue was CGI, if I'm not mistaken. Or if it wasn't CGI, just really bad practical shit. It, it was just horrible. Very That's generic looking. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that um, really disappointed me. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That sounds bad. I'm, I'm definitely not going to watch it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I advise you not to. I mean, yeah. nothing against Neil Marshall. Like, Dog Soldier is one of the best werewolf movies ever fucking made. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, and The Descent's one of the best movies in general ever made, I think. And mm-hmm. I just think his time's kind of might be gone or it could be a funding thing. But this was it definitely a. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a funding thing, you know. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Rotten Tomato score is 33%. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. All right. So our next category is going to be uh, weirdest picture. Weirdest. I have two. You got two? Okay. One is weirder than the other. Um. So the runner-up for weirdest for me was Studio Six Six Six. I haven't seen that. It's weird because like it's a Foo Fighters horror film with John Carpenter. (laughs) So. That's just weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of inside jokes if you're a Foo Fighters fan that you would get, but I don't, like, I don't, I'm not not a Foo Fighters fan, but I don't know enough about them to understand what, what these jokes were. So a lot mm-hmm. of times, shit is just going over your head while they're making jokes amongst one another. So that was kind of weird. It just felt kind of like, you know, Foo Fighters, they're, like, horror film fans, and was like, let's just fucking make a movie, and they did. And it's it's not bad. It's just like it's weird that it ever happened. 
that's why. Right. But I kind I enjoyed some of it. Some of it was really funny. And like, if you play music or if you've ever been in a band, there's some stuff in there that I thought was really funny, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like that they did it. That was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that John Carpenter's involved and, um, you know, he even has a cameo in there. But yeah, it is just weird because like, when have you ever seen just like a, a band to make a horror film? You know, it's just like not, it's not a common thing. <laughs> right. So, that's why I put it as weird. Um, but the weirdest of 2022 for me was Resurrection. Um, mm. So, you know, my favorite actor is in the film, who's Tim Roth. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm going to watch anything that he does. And he's been putting out some um, like really great film. He's been starring in some really great films like lately, you know, right. um, like what was I'm trying to think, like what just came out? There's been two like uh really awesome films that he just was in and then resurrection's been around the same time as these two other films you know um and i was like oh this is probably going to be just as good as these other films but i don't know if you've have you seen resurrection i did i thought it's definitely on the weird side that's for sure yeah i liked it though it was great i thought but it was weird well i mean okay so i'm thinking of the movie sundown which is fucking amazing came out in 2021 and then bergman island also 2021, I think that's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But the premise of Resurrection just is, I don't think is, it's stupid. Right. <laughs> and Rebecca Hall is really good too. I like her a lot. You know, like I think she's under cast. I'd like to see her in more things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, why is he pregnant, dude? That's so dumb. <laughs> that oh, was yeah, yeah, dumb yeah. as fuck. <laughs> I just like as soon as it went there, I was just like, this is so ridiculous. I can't even handle it. Like her being haunted by this, the stalker dude who's gaslighting her. That was interesting. She has this really long speech about it. Boring. Mm -hmm. And then from there on out, it just was like, no, no, no. Like who would cast Tim Roth? And then be like, I'm going to make you look pregnant. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to get him pregnant, but not, you know, not like that. So it just made, <laughs> it made no sense. It was dumb. It was, it made me feel uncomfortable in a bad way, as in this is stupid. But, you know, again, two different sides of me. One side says, what, who are you to criticize? The other side of me says, I write scripts. And if I fucking wrote this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand how I could possibly sell it you know right but it happened and so part of that makes me mad (laughs) um that it was ever made and with good actors so um but wasn't a baby still alive supposedly wasn't a baby alive in the stomach supposedly it doesn't even matter like (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know very bizarre it was she, she killed him and then got the baby out fucking stupid yeah yeah what a waste you know of of an, a great actor stop just don't leave him alone <laughs> if you have a script like this so yeah right. but it wasn't the worst because it's it's got like a lot of it is is pretty good and yeah it's not a bad movie at all yeah mm. well i don't know not great, I though. It it's is not a bad great. Movie, but <laughs> i say seven seven to seven point five seven yeah it's too high that is way high oh damn. i would say five <laughs> because the story is so bad but the actors are good Okay. Um, but, but but it's still in the weirdest and not the worst. Yeah. So what do you have as weirdest? 
Well, I only have really one that stood out for like weirdness for me, and it's a Netflix film out of all things, and it's a Polish film called Hellhole. Hellhole. Yeah, have you seen that? It's the Polish Hellhole. There's like three or four different Hellhole movies if you look it up, but it's the one that it's the Polish one. Oh, okay. In '87, uh, a police officer investigating mysterious disappearances in a monastery. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, cool. yeah. Have you seen that? No, I'm looking at the oh. I'm looking at it, and I like that premise. I gave it an eight out of ten. I thought it was solid, and it's got some really weird creature stuff towards the end. But it deals with like cannibal monks who are trying to fucking oh. like uh resurrect like the, a demon, pretty much. I, I won't say it's a devil, but like a demon, and it's fucking weird and. <laughs> The whole movie's like filmed very bizarrely and stuff. It looks good. It looks like it had somewhat of a good budget too, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe it was like a big studio over there in Poland, but uh, it's yeah. solid. But it is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that? Reminds me of. Um, have you ever seen the film November? It came out in 2017. Oh, is that the black and white one? Yeah, that one is. Yeah. Weird. I love yeah. it. It's a stone. Um, I think it's Estonian. Estonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that movie. Is it gotta feel like that, or is it? Just no, it's not. It's not that weird. <laughs> it's hard to be as weird as November. No, no. It's, okay. it, but it's still. It has this weird moment. It has a weird twist at the end. I don't want to say too much if you haven't seen it yet. But just know it is pretty bizarre, and it, it goes in a weird direction that you probably didn't see coming. Cool. So, yeah, and that's on Netflix at all places. Hopefully, it's still up on there. It was on there when I watched it uh, last year. So, it looks and like that was. Suge- yeah. It's still up there. That's yep. good. Yeah. That was suggested by like. Uh, I was on the Colors of the Dark podcast. I think like Rebecca or Elric or whatever recommended that one. And they're usually pretty right on with a lot of the recommendations. And uh, yeah, that one was really killer. Oh, good. I'm going to add that to my, my uh, watch now list. If I can find my wa- I also can't find my watch now list. Like, or, you know, <laughs> it, ugh, so annoying. But um, I don't even use that list no more on the uh, Netflix thing where it says <laughs> add to list. I don't yeah. even fucking use it. Yeah, I just I thought what I do, I go to Internet Movie Database and I add it to my list of stuff on there where you can add to list. I just do it on there. It's so much easier. Oh, that's smart. But then do you yeah. not know where to find it later? Or you're like, which app is it on? No, because that well, sometimes. But I'm pretty I'm, I'm the Internet Movie Database thing. It's like my Bible pretty much because I'm always looking up information about movies. When I get done watching a movie, then I'm on there like who directed it? Like, uh, let's see some facts about this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm uh-huh. I'm been pretty much a nerd when it comes to that uh, website <laughs> yeah. and app and stuff. So, have you seen? You just reminded me of this one with the monk story. But um, have you seen the trailer for the Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe? Oh, I have not. I didn't even know about that one. <laughs> that looks good. It's coming out next month. I mean, I don't know. It looks good. It might not be, but but it has Russell Crowe in it and um, wow. the lead character. But yeah, it's um, a chief exorcist for the Vatican battles Satan and innocent possessed possessing demons. That sounds so good. Yeah. Is it going to be him fist fighting a demon? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's a little bit too heavy set for that. No. But I'm I'm, so, I'm seeing it's based on a um a book called An Exorcist Tells His Story and An Exorcist More Stories. So that's cool. But yeah, the trailer looks pretty good. I'm 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 excited about it. I mean, it, it, it might end up being garbage. I don't know. I'm not seeing any ratings so far, but I'm all for like any exorcist movies, especially. I'm intrigued by the idea of Russell Crowe being the lead exorcist. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds good. I, I like anything yeah. to deal with, like, the occult or any kind of, like, demon stuff. You know, I'm all about that. That's, like, one of my favorite things, so. It also has um, 
uh, Ralph Ineson, who plays the demon in it. He, he's that guy who's like the father in the witch. He has that deep voice. That's super. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also. And the Green Knight. Yeah. Like his voice is so bass. It's like another level beneath it. <laughs> yeah. He's got a super deep he's, voice. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. So that's cool. He's playing a demon. <laughs> I got to put that on the list. I had no idea. There's so much. Like I said, I try to avoid trailers so I don't. You know, uh-huh. if I don't see them like Rue Morgue or something or whoever's posting, I, if I don't see it, then I won't know about it because I, I avoid trailers like The Plague because yeah. I don't want to know going in. I just want to know who's in it, who's directing it. And, you know, that's about it. I'm usually like that, too. But like because I go to the theaters, so I definitely always see trailers if I show up, you know, it, right. anytime. I, I Trailers show for like, I, I swear, it's almost a half hour of trailers before a movie starts. So I see all kinds of stuff coming out. Yeah, but this yeah. one was new, and I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it until recently. Yeah, I'm going to keep that on my list of things I want to see, then. That sounds very interesting to me. Yeah. And um, we wanted to kind of hit on, like, anything that well, was the best thing you've seen so far this year. Like, what's yours so far? Uh-huh. Um, Like, let me think. Uh, from 2023... Didn't I just mention something awesome recently? <laughs> uh, I think cabin. so. Knock at the Cabin was really good. Yep. yep. Um, so I'd probably say that was, as far as like anything horror, that's probably the best thing that I've seen this this year. Maybe maybe not the best, but like in terms of horror, it's been my favorite so far this year. Um, especially just to see like something new by M. Night, Sha- M. Night Shyamalan that is good. Like that made yeah. it extra, like you know, fun for me. So yeah, I would, I would say knock at the cabin. Okay. That's a solid one. Um, I would probably say it's not so far this year. I've been catching up on a lot of 2022 movies, but for like this year, I believe the outwaters did come out this year in 2023. So uh, I would probably pick that one to be like one of the best so far this year. And it's still not like a, a nine or a 10. I give it like an eight or 8.5. So nothing's blown me like blown my mind yet. You know, like, so I'm kind of still yeah. waiting on that. Uh, Spoonful of Sugar was kind of good on uh, Shutter. I enjoyed oh, that really? one. It was. What's I that? Just, I said, oh really? I just saw that um, poster like come up in my Instagram feed, and I was like, I hate that title. Yeah, dumb title. <laughs> and it, the artwork's not very good, but it's a pretty solid, weird ass fucking movie. Okay. And um, it's start. Mm-hmm. It has a uh, what's his name in it? Hold on a second, trying to find uh oh yeah David Yao's in there from the Jesus Lizard. So oh, it's kind of a plus. David Yao always plays like a really awesome, crazy guy or pretty much all his roles are like, like crazy dude or something. You know what I mean? So he's in it. and It's solid. It's a uh, very bizarre. It's, and it's got a nice twist ending, which is cool. You know, OK, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the stuff coming up. Um, one thing I think I don't think I'll watch, but I'm wondering if you've seen it um, is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have I've seen so many like fucking uh, memes about that movie. I've not seen it. And it just doesn't look interesting to me, you know. Yeah, I saw I actually saw like a little teaser in the theater. And I was like, what? Like I wasn't kind of paying attention, and then my friend was like, Winnie the Pooh, like joking around, and I was like, oh, it is Winnie the Pooh. What's going on? <laughs> oh, how do yeah. you get rights to it? Like I don't get it. I might save that movie for my cardio biking days or whatever. That <laughs> when I throw a shitty movie on, it's like waste of time. That's probably what I do with that one. I'm not saying it's a shitty movie. It might be great, but I don't know. There's no way it's great. I mean, not yeah. in a traditional sense. 
But I feel like if anybody from from the Winnie the Pooh saga is gonna be you know like the horror person or whatever the horror character, it should it should be that like pissed off sad mule thing like Eeyore or whatever. Oh Eeyore, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Piglet and Pooh, no. And isn't it just dudes dressed in like like masks or whatever like yeah. robber looking guys? Yeah. So I'd rather see like an actual full like animatronic like Winnie the Pooh <laughs> and stuff like killer version of those. You know that would be cool as hell. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand how this got made and who thought of it. Um, I don't know either. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it is public domain. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You can just find something like super like wholesome on public domain and make something out of it that's horror. How funny. And it's made it to theaters, right? It's going to be in theaters? Yeah, it is going to be in That's theaters. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So it's not getting good reviews. Um, but there's no way a critic would, like, understand that it's supposed to be bad. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe maybe it is enjoyable in a, in a, in a way. Yeah, it might be watchable. Yeah, enjoyable, not great. Just something like, oh, that was entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would go have a drink, go to this with my friends and watch it. That would be fun. Yeah, it's one maybe uh, my black cat Lily will watch with me, possibly. <laughs> she might jump off the couch and walk away because it's garbage, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's no animal killing in it, um, we'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, liked, I wish I would be warned of that anytime, you know, but... Yeah, give me a fucking warning at the beginning of the movie. It does contain animal killing, but plenty of people killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of animal killing? I might be down with that. <laughs> Speaking of new stuff, too, I, I noticed Hulu just added the Boston Strangler movie. I thought it was going to be oh, a TV yeah. show, but it's a movie. Have you seen that yet? I, I saw, Just last night, I saw that they had added it, and I was curious. Like, yeah, are you going to check it out? I don't know. I, I was uh, like the, the cover looks pretty interesting, but when I watch like the little mini trailer thing that starts playing on Hulu or whatever, I'm like, I don't know. This uh, it seems like something I'd rather see like David Fincher do or something. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of like darkness to it. Like if it's somebody else, I just you know I was under impression I thought it was gonna be like a David Fincher thing or something like that. You know, and it's not. So I don't know. Right, right now it's got like a six point four on IMBD. So I don't know. Yeah, same same boat here. I was just kind of like, hmm, seems like it could have been done better for this story. So I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, Kira Knightley. I like Carrie Coon a lot. Like I really like Carrie Coon. So, but yeah, Keira it's a good Knightley, cast. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I don't know. That's a David Fincher movie right there. It's like written all over it. Like, why isn't David Fincher yeah. doing this? Like, oh, I saw that you post recently about how. Um, how amazing True Detective season one is. Am I right there oh, with yeah. you? I actually oh, just yes. met a guy who was working on um, the the latest season with Jodie Foster. And they're filming. I hear that's going to be good. Foster. Yeah. For sure, I think so. I mean, yeah. hopefully, I'm not fooled again because the last two I was fooled. I was yeah. played. But how that's do you good. how do you yeah. top season one? Really, maybe this you can't. one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this one will at least be really good. I think I, we all needed like separate season one out from true detective like they should just they should be like let's call it something else right <laughs> true detective ish then yeah. stop comparing it although two was just bad and three was good but not true mm-hmm. detective good no none of them touched season one not even close i think it, for me it's season one 100 and season three season two i kind of grown to like i don't <laughs> love it but i'm like i 
it ends kind of cool. You know what I mean? But, but like people really like to because they know yeah. it's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, you're coming from season one and straight into two and you're expecting like the quality and the darkness of like season one. It's like, what is this shit, man? You know, like totally yep. different feel. Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like, and like, obviously Colin Farrell is amazing. So how do you fuck that up? You know? But I yeah. just like this one. I'm thinking this is this is gonna be the one where I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, this feels like it should be under the umbrella of True Detective. We'll see. Isn't um Isa Lopez directing this one? Um, I don't know. They did Tigers Are Not Afraid and stuff. I thought she might be involved in this. Um, I know she's, well, you're she's right. doing a. I think she is, and she's awesome. And I, you yeah, know, I have plenty of faith in her. That was another reason why I was like, okay, this looks great. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I got a lot of confidence in this then, so. Yeah, it, it should have an amazing tone. And, um, I mean, I haven't really seen Jodie Foster in anything in a while, but, like, what a what a great uh, idea to cast her, you know, to be, yeah. like, uh, make her a detective again. And I love that it's set in Alaska. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously everyone's going to be thinking of Silence of the Lambs and it's oh, yeah. <laughs> been long enough to where I want to. <laughs> yeah, we so, need more of that. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We need more of the dark 90s-ish thrillers and stuff that we used to have that we don't have anymore. Like, you know, the thrillers and dramas that come out now are just kind of uh, whatever, you know. They don't have that, like, like darkness to them that we had back in the day. You know, yeah. let's bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Seven. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of shit I want to see. Let's make this like seven. That'd be great. That would <laughs> be know? amazing. Yeah, that's why I was so stoked about um, another Mindhunter. I'm like, oh, cool. They're going to get into BTK. It's going to be fucking amazing. And nope. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like, ended. Right. I'm like, God damn it. They end everything I like. Uh, all Every fucking show I get into, they fucking end. Like uh, <laughs> Brand New Cherry Flavor was one I liked on Netflix. It was the same people who did um, uh, fucking, what was that shit? Uh. Having a brain fart on that one. But anyways, Brand New Cherry Flavor is a really killer series on Netflix. They only gave that one season. They canceled it. Um, they canceled a couple other shows I liked. Um, oh, yeah, the new Let the Right One In, which I thought was fucking great. It was a nice take on the whole oh, yeah. fucking Let the Right One In story. They canceled that yeah. after one season, and it ended on a goddamn cliffhanger. I actually, like, kind of, um, not because I didn't enjoy it, but I, I uh, kind of faded out watching it, and, and I meant to get back to it, because I did think it was good. I, I was like, oh, this is this is actually really uh, well done. It wasn't, like, super different from the movie. Maybe that's why part of it, where I was just like, I'll get back to it. Um, same with, I don't I didn't finish Interview with a Vampire, and I don't oh, know. I don't ho- they didn't cancel that, did they? I hope not. Oh, I don't, I don't think know, they- but I, I didn't finish it, did you? Yeah, it was fucking good. That was one of my huh. favorites of, what, last is- year? Did it come out last year? I think so, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed yeah. it, but there was just, I don't know. I think, again, it was just kind of like, I, I just dropped out for other reasons, because it was definitely was well done, yeah. I I was yeah, enjoying I re- what I saw. <laughs> I recommend finishing that one, because okay. I, I think the guy they got to play Lestat is fucking nailed it. I think he's better than what um, Tom Cruise was, and that's saying <laughs> a lot, you know. Definitely. I mean, I didn't think Tom Cruise was well cast, but he did a good job. Yeah, um, yeah. But this guy, oh my gosh, perfect. Yeah. All the cast and was pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I liked uh, Louis also. Good. Yeah, Louis was great. Good I, I like, yeah. So mm-hmm. I definitely he, think you should finish that. <laughs> definitely not Claudia, though, but I didn't like Claudia when um, Kristen Dunst played her either. It was just like, she, 
that nobody wants to go there for the fact that Claudia was actually like what five or six. Like, yeah, she was really not young a and grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> she's supposed no. to be a child, and I understand that that would be uh, way too creepy to portray that. You know. Yeah. Because there's a sexual I, side to her that comes out. You know, the longer she's an adult um, in a child's body, and you just cannot show that kind of shit. And like, it's one of those things. It works in a novel, but you don't want to see that. No, <laughs> no, no. Series. Yeah. I mean, uncomfortable as fuck. <laughs> yeah. No. Like you, you get all the the internal thoughts and feelings and and background and all you know the history of it in the novel. Right. But if someone watches it and they especially have never read the book, it would be like, what are you doing? You know, I definitely wouldn't yeah. want to have like a four or five, five-year-old kid. As oh, her God, no. <laughs> Unless you're going to keep so out bad. all that shit, you know, like her yeah. being productive and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so also, also they just canceled a uh, Willow, which I did kind of like on Disney. I thought Willow was <laughs> fun, you know. Dude, it had some good special effects when it came to, like creature makeup. I was like, oh, that looks pretty fucking cool. There was a lot of parts I didn't like either. Like the like good. the whole like savages were like not very savage at all. You know what I mean? I was like, that's kind of stupid, but yeah. You know, I will say it just it just the storyline wasn't that great. It was like, hmm, I might try just a different story. Because it, it looked good and I'm glad that they brought back like um Warwick Davis. And when yeah. they show him, I was like, he looks so good. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, he's fucking looks about the same as he did back he then, which the is pretty same, cool. If not better. Yeah. I was like, this guy's yeah. aged amazing. Like, Willow is eternal. Um, yeah. But, like, the storyline, I was like, huh, I don't know. So I stopped watching it, but I didn't I didn't think it was bad. So, But I'm not surprised that they um, canceled it. Yeah, I got notified of that yesterday via some email or something. Like, oh, Willow's canceled. I'm like, there you go. Another show I like that's fucking canceled. Like, god damn it, Just man. pretend you don't like them and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, like this shit, a lot of the shit shows get second seasons. I was watching, um, yeah. we're watching fucking uh, The Pack or The Wolf Pack, some new show that Sarah Michelle Gellar's in. Have you seen this? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Oh, like- God. Yeah, and I I, I love, uh, you know, she's awesome. I'm like, oh, cool, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in a new show. It's about werewolves, but the fucking uh-huh. werewolves are all cgi the oh, shit, no. man. Oh, Bad CGI. Yeah. It's sci-fi original CGI from the 90s. Oh, it's so awful. I wonder why, yeah. why do people keep doing that? Because it doesn't save money. I, I'm really confused why they go that route these days. Because everybody, like, the jury is out. It doesn't look good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Again, like if you use a combination, it's pretty cool, but like it just does not trick anybody. Like maybe CG, like if you look at all the AI work that's been done lately, it's getting to the point where you can't really tell the difference anymore between real and fake. So maybe CG will get to the point and catch up with AI and that'll be interesting. But right now I haven't seen anything that looks like amazing CG in terms of creature effects. Yeah, yeah, and CGI werewolves is blasphemy. I I cannot do it. Like, so I, mean, I mean, it's bad too. It's not, not even like they didn't put there's no money in this werewolf. I mean, he is looks like he's off a fucking cartoon or something. Like, what is this? And it could be good if it wasn't a CGI werewolf. You know, it's so weird. I don't understand. And it's an M- it's produced by MTV as well, and I didn't know that. So that's another thing that's probably not going to be, you know, it's really teen oriented and stuff. I'm like, I don't understand this culture here, you know, like, right. I'm old. Exactly. I don't know this shit. That, that's kind so of what that I was doesn't appeal about to me. 
the young adult thing where it just kind of takes yeah. it to a, a level where you're like, oh. Oh, you know what was um, actually on Disney that was really great last year was Werewolf by Night, which was. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, this is just a little short and it's really good. Yeah. I want to see more like that kind of stuff. If you're going to do, you know, Universal Monsters stuff, I would love to see more of that kind of thing. It was really, it was really um, like well made and good cast. It was, yeah. No, I totally dug that. I want more of that. I thought it was going to be a series when I first heard about it, but it was just a special. I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah, which ended up being okay. You know, I'd love would I'd love to have seen it like a few more for sure, which is a good thing. But yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised. I'm like, dang, where, where, why did you do more of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So also, also has good yeah. stuff. You know, they do. They do have good stuff. They got some crap, but they got a lot of good stuff, too. Like the Mandalorian is like the best shit ever. So, yep. you know, yeah, I, I'm savoring it right now. I have uh, the third one. I haven't watched it. I'm planning to watch it a little bit later tonight. But yeah, so far, so good. I'm liking the season. You know, it's just like, here's a little quest. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I'm down. Let's go on the quest. You know, we want to bring Taika Waititi back into the series. Obviously, <laughs> is the whole point. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> The third episode, I tell you right now, it takes a weird twist. So it'd be like, what the hell am I watching? Oh, wait, is this? Yeah, this you see, it's still a really good episode. But I think they're trying to introduce a new character, another character, trying to bring him up a little bit. So they got to do a little bit of backstory type stuff or whatever. So uh, yesterday, what I'm talking about, still a good episode, but you know, different. As long as they don't do any dumb shit with like kids on scooter bikes and stuff or whatever, I'm I'm okay. They break uh-huh. out into like weird musical and stuff. I didn't really like, but <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> they do the baby yoda song and all that stuff i'm like oh that's weird that doesn't really make sense if you're doing that there <laughs> that's when i'm leaving the show i'm not watching no more. first right. musical to break out i'm done <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen with mandalorian <laughs> nah nah yeah they I, I think they dropped the ball with boba fett um overall boba fett was just like um you know we watched all the yeah. movies, right? What are you thinking? <laughs> like, how long was he in the fucking Sarlacc pit to come out looking like that? Like, I know we right. never saw him, but I'm pretty sure that is not how his body and head and face changed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just really weird casting. I mean, I was okay with it, though, but um, yeah, it just started getting bad. And It got good when the Mandalorian and um, Logan went <laughs> That's when it got really. That's when it got good. Like, all right, and that big ass fucking like uh, the dark Chewbacca guy. He was cool as shit. Oh, with like the brass knuckles amazing. and stuff, electric knuckles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm like, he looks fucking awesome. Too. Um. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, was it like Kersantan? Black Black Kersantan? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Black Kersantan. Kersantan. Yeah, so cool. That guy was great. Yeah, I want to see cool, something so. just him, like a show yeah. just him. Santa. It's called like Meet the Chewbaccas or something, you know. I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Meet the Chewbaccas, yeah. Yeah. There was a cartoon of um of Chewbaccas. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, when I was like in the '80s, there was a cartoon, uh-huh. and it was like all the little families on this this uh, uh Wookiee planet. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, if you look it up, I remember it being on when it was like in second grade or something. 
I have to look that up for just interesting lookups, I guess, you know. Probably nothing I'm going to watch now, but I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't vouch for it, but I just can say there used to be one. <laughs> it might have been just like a one-off. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's better than the Christmas episode, so. Uh, the Christmas about, special. About the same, yeah. It's funny. They play yeah. that Christmas special every year at the Loft Cinema here just for fun. Oh, that's like kind of cool, events. though, to get people together. Yeah. yeah. They've also played um, Star Wars New Hope um, translated completely into, like, um, I can't remember. It's a native language, like Hopi or something. It's a, a native language or Navajo. Uh-huh. It's Navajo. And uh-huh. I don't, yeah. I, that would be an interesting experience. I don't know that I would want to see it dubbed in Navajo, but there is a yeah. Star Wars Navajo dub that you can watch. <laughs> well, that's pretty interesting. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, so they play that at the loft sometimes, too. Nice. <laughs> or they have, yeah. All right, well, Sonia, this has been fucking awesome. The fucking horror yeah. Oscars. We should do the horror Oscars every year. Would this well, be sure. like our every year episode? That'd be awesome to do. I so. love it. It's an annual yeah. thing until we're 80. Yeah, I'm down. As long as, as, long as we don't get invaded by aliens or anything, we're able to do this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I like awesome. it. Well, have Hopefully. a good rest of your catter day. You too. Hopefully people will watch everything if, that we've talked about if they haven't seen it. Yeah, I hope so too. And uh, yeah, have yourself a good rest of your weekend. And uh, yeah, Thanks. we'll do this again. All right. Sounds good. You too. Thanks for having me.